Good morning, sports fans. Fill up that coffee cup and that bowl. Sit back and relax. Because live from Colorado, it's time for the Sports Offensive. Top of the morning out there, sports fans, and welcome to the Sports Offensive. Uh, I think we were off last week, but to be honest, life's been so hectic I can't even remember. But if we were and you've tuned in this morning, thanks so much for listening to the show. Do us a huge favor and like us on Facebook and also follow us on Twitter uh, under the, the handle at the SPT Offensive. This morning, we're going to review the NBA playoffs, which have been one of the best NBA playoffs I can remember in a number of years. Uh, we're going to go over the NHL playoffs as well. As I've also dug up a treasure trove of 12 to 14 playoff questions for JP. We'll test his knowledge and see how well he knows the N- NHL playoffs. And we also want to uh, review some very astounding MLB achievements. I'm not sure that they're um, ones that you would strive for, but they are interesting or surprising types. Of, of achievements. So, uh, and again, if you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, you can also head to our website at thesportsoffensive.com and you can check us out on iTunes. Uh, let's see, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, Blog Talk Radio. Am I missing any, JP? Uh, you said iTunes, right? I did say iTunes. You can subscribe <laughs> to us as a podcast. In fact, we don't even care if you listen. If you subscribe to us, that would be fantastic uh, no matter what. So uh, you said the traffic was a little heavy coming up this morning? Yeah, it was a good drive up. You know, it's it's uh, it's uh, not raining. The sun is out. I had the panel roof <laughs> open and uh, cruised on up here on the northbound train, basically. So it was in a good new, drive, in man. the new Jeep? Yeah, the new Jeep made it up here. And uh you know, had a nice drive, and uh, you know, guys, after last night, Houston, we have a problem. Boy, that's uh, yeah. His his legacy is 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 in trouble. It's about as much trouble as Russell Westbrook's. So, uh, for for all the triple double seasons that he's had, no one considers him a great player because he can't elevate his team, even when they've added superstars uh, to that squad. And then, Nate, thanks for joining us in studio yep, this morning. Yep. How was your trip up? Uh, it was good, guys. Uh, as JP said, the first kind of day where we've woke up to sunshine in about a week. So uh, I've enjoyed the weather. I kind of like the rainy season, you know. I don't know. It's just nice and cool. I like to wear sweatshirts and jeans and that kind of thing. And hey, as a, as a large individual, I can tell you I love when it's cold weather so I can wear a jacket <laughs> to uh, cover some of my dimensions. So, yeah. And also it makes it nice to sleep when it's ice cold. I had... All my windows open with the fans blowing in last night. It was probably about 50 degrees in here. Yeah. Uh, it was it was wonderful for, for catching <laughs> some shut-eye. In fact, I am more rested this morning than I have felt in probably about three weeks. So uh, very excited. Nice weather. Might go for a run after I get my tires fixed. So uh, anyway, that has nothing to do with sports, but thanks for the extra special glimpse into our lives. I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, wait a second. Bridgestone, the official tire sponsor of the NHL. Ooh, I wonder what kind of tires I have. <laughs> I have no idea. I think I bought those tires like six years ago. Thankfully, I live so close to work that I'm only putting like, I don't know, probably like, what, 5,000 miles a year on my car, I think. So (laughs) that's pretty good considering my car would not last if I was putting like 10. Dude, you should just lease a car. Where am I going to come up with $300 a month? That's the problem. Otherwise, I'd buy a car. But it's cheaper to lease one than... Probably, buy I think it is cheaper. Well, yeah, because you don't have a. It's a no, it's a little <laughs> well, bit cheaper in terms of. Per, per, it all depends. It depends what you want to lease. And also, what you want to put yeah. down as a, as a down payment. As a down payment. And of course, with a lease, you don't have any ownership at the end. Plus, side well, is yeah, that a lot of them have an option for ownership. They, they have oh, option. change, change yeah. into a rent to own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 
But uh, yeah, I mean, until unless I get a raise at work, which I'm still crossing my fingers for, uh, coming up with 300 bucks a month is going to be impossible, especially after I the increase be- to a two-bedroom apartment. <laughs> the beauty of the lease, though, is they take care of pretty much all the maintenance for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times you get penalized if you drive over a certain amount right, of miles. Right. But if you're driving 5,000 a year, that should be fine. That's and way typically, under the, the typical. I don't ever see down payments more than like three grand. Well, it's, yeah, but that's the problem. I don't have three grand. It's, it's usually around <laughs> three grand. What you, or, I mean, what are you going to do if your car takes a dump? Be terrified. You can you can find like there was a low end lease special for just a regular Cherokee. Yeah. Base model like base is base gets like two ninety nine down uh, with payments that were two sixty seven a month. But that, I mean you're talking as base as base gets. My only hope if my car were to break down is my bank is constantly sending me stuff about buying a house or buying a car because I have such good credit and they were like, you know, why aren't you spending more money? And so <laughs> right. they're trying to push me to spend 35000 on a car. I went online and did some calculations and stuff trying to figure it out because you know, I, I do worry about my car. It's getting really old. And uh, for a $30,000 car, it was about a $619 a month payment. payment yeah. And I was like, holy cow. For so what about a six-year loan? Ah, uh, that sounds right. I I don't know a hundred percent, but I think that sounds pretty. That sounds close. Yeah, if not correct. Um, but boy, I tell you what the uh, so basically, if you get it down to like twenty one thousand, then it was like three hundred and thirteen, I think. That's that's what I did. I worked backwards with my credit union basically to get it to where it was about three hundred dollars even a month. And they said this is what you can spend. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I'm still crossing my fingers that you know we just my company is getting acquired and we're supposed to get raises and things. So maybe if I if I bump up five hundred bucks take home a month, maybe I can swing that. So you know, fingers crossed. See what happens. Um, I did earn sixty bucks on my writing this last month, so that was what? the most I've earned. So we're gonna be a fist bump for that. Yeah, so, yeah, but yeah. unfortunately, it's uh, it's not like you know life changing money. No. But hey, it's a start. Anytime somebody's willing to pay you for stuff you create, it's always a good thing. But it's so. not that you that you made. A little bit of money it's that it's trending in the right direction yeah yeah kind of i mean it's gone kind of back down a little bit because well the the one one work that i released was so popular that it caused just a massive upswing i'm still talking about you know i'm i think i had three sales this week and and i think i've had uh, about three thousand page reads over the week so still pretty i mean still fine you know just want to get up to enough of a listener base so that when i release some big big novels maybe i can do them all as pay and people will will go for them so we'll see what happens anyway i'll announce that once i do it on the show i don't want to do that until i've kind of gotten to that point so don't want to cross contaminate uh (laughs) ventures you know um so I do have a sports offensive trivia question of the week. Actually, do you want to do you want to read it, JP? I mean, yeah, you sure, guys don't have sure. the answer, but yeah, no, no, no. Um, okay, so the Trailblazers beat the Nuggets the other night, one forty to one thirty seven, and four OTs. That was the longest NBA playoff game ever. What is the longest game in NBA regular season history? Forever, forever. Recognize the movie quote? Oh yeah, Sandlot baby. Yeah. Wendy Peppercorn. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, uh, any you guys think you have uh, any idea on the answer there? Yeah, I got some thoughts. I, uh, I really don't know, but I'll say that if you if either one of you guys get this, I will give you I I will give you five bucks oh. if you can guess the answer. To this. That's how that's how hard this one is. I, so I got to think about this one for a good hour. <laughs> I can tell you that. I looked at it the other day, then I went down to the NHL questions. Uh, you know, I, I kept everything blocked out. Yeah. I really want to see what my knowledge is here. Yeah, that's going to be fun. <laughs> I won't know. 
I mean, I, I, I got uh, some guesses, but on the NBA and on the, on the NHL playoff questions, I actually bet you'll do okay because a lot of these records are more recent than than right. old. So, right. and then the ones that are older, man, there's a smattering of them, and they're like all the same team from the same era. So right. I like right. you know. I'm, that's probably you'll, you'll probably pick up on that. So, um, so on some of those, I actually made it a little bit trickier. Like, you know, do you know the year or do you know this player, specific player on this team, not just the team? So, anyway, it'll be fun to go through. Um, on the wide world of sports, uh, I actually didn't have a chance to read this. So, you want to run this one down? Yeah. So it came out last week that um, the female female hockey players played in the Olympics, so on and so forth. It's getting much more popular now. USA and Canada have this huge rivalry going um, between the, you know we won the gold over them, they won the gold over us in the previous Olympics. Um, there's a lot of really good female players. In fact, we had female players competing in the skills competition for NHL All-Star Weekend. Um, they are going to boycott the professional leagues, which is the W uh, NWHL, which is the National Women's Hockey League in the States, and the Canadian Women's Hockey League in Canada, because they are getting um, very lowly paid, $10,000 to $26,000 a year is where their salaries are averaging. 10000 but wow. you have to think about this in the, in, the, in the realm of sports and sponsorship and advertising and so on and so forth. And, you know, this is a start of something. And I, I don't like the fact that they're boycotting, but I think I'd like to see more help from USA Hockey in this coming on board and paying them some money. I know USA Hockey is an amateur thing, but somehow it, getting the investment in there what are, to get people paid. What do you think it is they're saying here? That they, that they think they should play in the NHL? No, I, I just, or that I, they should have their own league and make the same amount of money, even though not as many fans come. I mean, I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to play I, devil's, devil's advocate. Devil's advocate. He, what they're asking for is the same thing the women's soccer team was asking for two Olympics ago, one Olympics ago, uh, when they had to play on the, yeah, the, the, the field turf up in Canada instead of grass, and so on, and the training facilities and the equipment they get to use. They're asking for better representation from the hockey world of trying to do it. But like I said, it comes back to sponsorship. It comes back to investors. It's a business model. It's a business model. I mean, if you want to look at, you know, who's going to come and watch the game, because that's where the money money comes from, right? Just like the, uh, the American football Alliance or the AFA or whatever. I don't even remember what it's called anymore. You know, all five or six now weeks. I, they they, they <laughs> folded after week eight, and then the players had to buy their own plane tickets to go home. Yeah, right. personally speaking, <laughs> you know, not playing devil's advocate, I think, you know, that's what they should do is, be, you know, is just combine them, you know, and then if the women are good enough to play in with the men, they should be able to. Cause well, the, the, I think uh, they also would probably like it if the NHL were to establish like a WNHL, kind of like the NBA does, mm-hmm. and that way you can share in the money and it doesn't like they can, they can invest in the product to make it grow, yeah. which is always tricky, right? Because you don't know if the product would take off. You don't know if enough girls would like to watch it. Basketball is a little different, right? Cause basketball is not really a masculine it's sport, but hockey, though, too. It is. this kind of seems like hockey is more of a male sport just because of the aggressiveness, like the aggression that is on is a big part of playing, you know, not that I'm saying that a woman can't, women can't play aggressive in sports. Oh, right. I just think the mindset for hockey is a little bit different. But if they are winning in you know the national championships or the world championships or whatever it is that you know those leagues are, then obviously that they're doing well. And if you're if you're at the pinnacle of your profession, right, you think you should be compensated. But like you mentioned, if your sport's not bringing in money, then why would you get a lot of yeah. money? Because who's going to pay that? Right. No. Who's, who's going to fund it? You know, yeah, nobody. But what I worry about when I see these numbers of I mean, ten thousand, I can wash dishes like a madman, but I don't get paid. 
you know. <laughs> yeah, if you're, gonna, you're not going to get paid $10 it. an hour. Yeah, no. But yeah. I guess I wonder, at this low of a pay rate, if you get injured, is that what the concern is? That if you get hurt, does this league pay for all of your medical care, or do they pay for maybe the surgery, but you have to pay for all your rehab? And you're like, well, wait a minute, now I can't skate. Now I can't play the sport to make any money. And now I've got to go do something else to make money with a, with a severe injury. Yeah, but you know? then if the elite can't afford to pay for all that, then they're gone, and then there's no, then there's nothing. Yeah. So Absolutely. It's, it's an interesting topic. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. It's a business model. Like, you like know? Major League Lacrosse is kind of in that same boat, or major, the NL and the MLL. Now we have the PLL, which uh, um, uh, the Million Dollar Man, the first uh, – the, uh, the first million dollar uh, lacrosse player um, kind of came out and, and made the PLL, but it, it's, hmm. they, 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 tra- they, they have a city, they fly into the city, they don't get the practice, they play. Um, and, uh, and they live in another city. Sometimes they try to live close to the city and they don't get paid that much. They have other jobs, just like some minor leaguers in AAA baseball. You know, I know back in the day, uh, our shortstop worked with my friend out in Reading PA, <laughs> you know, during the off season. So. I, I think, you know what, if they're good enough to play with the men, let them play. Yeah. That's what I say, you know, like, you know, well, if they're, I, if they're talented enough to come out and be great shooters or, you know, I mean, whatever it is, and they're good enough to play on an NBA team or an NHL team, you know, let them play. Yeah, especially if you're like a sniper, you know, like you can really Why hit that shot you? from way out, I mean, you know. From a from a business standpoint, in that it's you know, don't you want to put the best product on the field or on well, with the court how bad or of, on the ice? With I how mean, bad kickers have been in the NFL the last few years, I've been shocked that they haven't had any women from like women's soccer and and have them try out to do it because, I mean, I mean, you think about it, there's only there's only thirty teams right or is it 32? 30, 30 teams right? In the uh, in the NFL. In the NFL. Thirty-two. 32. It's thirty-two in NFL. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And. I mean, they can't find 32 consistently accurate kickers. I don't think they can find 15. That's yeah. I was going to say. Seems like it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. You've got a team that's taken a has drafted a, a kicker three times in the last, like, seven years or something like that. It's the just, Bears traded for one the other day. <laughs> well, I mean, you think of how many games the Bears lost because of their kicking game. Remember that? That oh, first Vikings. game, Remember you missed, like, like, four of them? They lost a ton of games because of their kicking game. They lost at least three games because of their kicker at the beginning of the season. And why is it that hard? I mean, wasn't yeah. it, it doesn't seem like it was like that before. Didn't teams like just easily, I mean, when I was, when I remember watching football as a kid, I don't remember kicking ever being a problem. Well, I think at one point they made the goalposts a little bit more narrow. Oh, they put, they moved them a little close. And then the extra point is quite a bit longer now. That's one well, of the that, biggest that I understand. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things with the extra point being longer. I mean, it's not just a little chip shot anymore. Right. It's actually, especially if you get some wind out there. Yeah. But they miss a lot of field goals at like 45 to, you know, 35 to 45, which that didn't seem to be the case. And maybe I'm just remembering with rose colored goggles, you know. No, be careful I, about leaning back if you remember that chair is not actually oh, no, kind man, of broken. I'm, so. I'm, I'm feeling large <laughs> and in charge right now. Yeah. I just don't want to go tumbling <laughs> over backwards. Hey, I, 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 I almost I, did I, that one day. I got, the couch, <laughs> I got the couch right behind me, man. That's true. I got that's a safety net. I can't wait to get a new couch. By the way, this is complete, has nothing to do with sports. What brand is your couch? Oh, it's a Lazy Boy. It's a Lazy Boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. That thing, so comfortable. I don't like the look of the style of it, but I mean, like, I yeah. can't get over how comfortable that couch was. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that might be the couch I need to get. How much are those babies anyway? <laughs> I mean, I know they're, I'm, I'm sure they're at least 1000 if not 1200 Oh, it was 4000 
That couch was four thousand dollars. Thirty six hundred bucks. Lazy Boy, oh, the brand name Lazy Boy is very, very, very thirty six hundred bucks. <laughs> okay, I won't be getting one of those, unfortunately. Um, but we it was thirty bucks a month. We financed it, oh. and they had uh, no interest financing for four years or something like oh. that. So, really, okay. we, we paid it off pretty quick. I think in about two and a half years, we paid it off. So, just doing the thirty dollars a month. Well, we paid. Yeah, oh, doing doubles. Oh, I think there was times where we threw a hundred, hundred fifty at it too. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I don't think I want to take that kind of a commitment on. No, for a but couch, I mean thirty bucks. But, but thirty. But you can just do the minimum payment for four years and pay it off. You know. Right, right. No, I mean if if, if that was all I was getting, I'd probably be, yeah. I'd be okay for it. But yeah, that's a big commitment. I can't do on just just me. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but no, that you. thing is comfy as can be, man. I just I just remember crashing out every single night, and I didn't yeah. want to. But as soon as I laid down on that thing, it was like. You know, yeah. and uh, your dogs seem to like it. So, oh, they, you know, love it, or they yeah. try like crazy to get up, on, get up on there. Of course they do. Um, <laughs> you know, the place I want to move into, though, they do have a pet rent. So for every pet, they want like $150 deposit and 150 a month. Mm. And I'm like, why would you have to pay an extra 150 a month to have a pet? That's ridiculous. Usually it's just the, a deposit. The yeah, I yeah, the, the deposit, deposit I'm fine with. Yeah. But yeah, so I'm just like, well, if I get pets, I guess I won't be telling them, you know. But <laughs> I, you That know. only lasts Are for you... so long. You're probably not right now. Huh? Oh, we can. Uh, looks like there won't be any exams. So, oh. uh, yeah, hoping anyway. We'll see. Um, I mean, I could get a could get a rude awakening. A surprise. But, um, hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That'd, that'd be kind of a journey. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. I'll run. I can run out to my car. I got some out there. Um, but a uh, roadside exam. Yeah. A roadside exam. Right. Exactly. I do got to say, uh, I'm gonna. I, I'm. I'm kind of sad. I think we've had our last snowstorm. Of the year, and uh, I mean it's May, so it's nice. Late, nice I don't know. Late. I think I always... heard th- this coming Thursday might really. Might get snow. You could always get some snow anywhere in the front range. <laughs> well, the uh, softball season is supposed to start on Wednesday, our first game at 6 p.m. So, kind of hoping the weather stays nice because at least I can play in this one. And there's a good chance once the company sells, and I've got to go to like three sales conferences in June and July, and so Boy. I may miss. Oh, more than half the games over the season, so I'd like to play in the first one while I know I can actually play. It looks like 80 all week, so <laughs> I was going to say, I thought it warmed up because I'm waiting to watch the... Yeah, yeah I don't know. Those are some, those are some snoggy, foggy inform- snowflakes. I got some bad information. <laughs> but it is Colorado. It could change in five seconds. Yes, I mean, Don't eat the vegetarian burritos. I just want the... Uh, I just like the precipitation because whenever it snows or rains, it knocks the pollen down. And oh, in the next yeah. two days, I get to breathe. And that's a really nice change for me because last summer, man, every single second that I was outside, I was having allergies because of how long the bloom season was. So moving on to the NBA, uh, like I said earlier in the show, to me, this is the most engaging or at least um, enthralling, interesting NBA playoffs I can remember in a number of years. Maybe that's because our hometown team is in it, and that makes it a lot more exciting for me because I've got the hometown team and I don't have a major favorite. I mean, I've always liked the Spurs before I even moved here. And then of course I like the nuggets because they're, you know, hometown team, but uh, it just seems like the games are more compelling. Their games are close. Does that, does that impression equal what you guys have felt or have you thought it was just kind of average? Uh, no, I, I think it's been a good playoffs. I know we hit our first overtime game the other night, I think with the Denver game, uh, that was the first overtime game in the playoffs so far, if I remember right. Um, and it went to four mm-hmm. OTs, which we said in the trivia question. But, um, no, it, it's been very engaging. There's been some blowouts. I know the Sixers are up and down. They were down 35 one game. Then the next game they're up 23, and they win by – That know, series is 14. crazy. It, it is. It's a, it, and those ones don't seem to be close. 
seems to be like a 15 to 20 point swing. Yeah, and that every actually. Game. But who put, wins flip flops? They they, uh, they put the Nuggets game on earlier. I think it was what I saw. They're going to do it at 3:30 Eastern, and the the Sixers and Raptors are going to be at 7 Eastern on Sunday for Game Seven. So. Nice. Your impressions? I have to agree. I mean. I'm a pretty big LeBron fan, so I enjoyed watching him with Cleveland and doing the playoffs, you know, the last couple of years. That was fun for me. But, boy, it is – first of all, the East is really starting to catch up. Yes. They've got – at least on the top end. Top you know, end. Um, Toronto is a very good team. Milwaukee mm-hmm. is on the up and up. Um, Boston is really starting to show, you know – Although they've faded a little yeah, bit, yeah, that, that stretch, team's in a little bit of trouble. They here. are a little bit. I would agree with that, but they're still still a very good team. The Seventy Sixers, another team that's you know kind of on the up and up, and uh, so that's it's been fun to watch the East playoffs as well. Yeah, you know where you know of course everybody's been focused on the Rockets and the Golden State Warriors, you know, but man, Denver and Portland have had quite a series. You know, Damian going to Lord Game Seven, is, man, yeah, he's Lord. unbelievable. He's kind of a travel man, wasn't it? Travel journeyman. Yeah, right? he's uh, what is he? Thirty-two off the top of my head. I think he's like thirty-two. Oh boy, I didn't think he was quite that old. He might be more like thirty, but I, I I'm not sure. I'll look. Um, I mean, that the Joker is great. I mean, just watching him yeah, all these he games. Is. Oh, he pulled the microphone out of its uh, out of its uh, its connection the other <laughs> night during the press conference. He's just like looking at it, going, "What the heck did I just do?" <laughs> well, he's just for the speed and agility he has for his size is really kind of staggering. But uh, I guess I do worry. I mean, I know he's young, but I just worry about the minutes he's playing. Like, oh, he put in that four overtime oh, game. 28. He's only 28. Oh, Damien? Yeah. Lord, okay. Although the, the, the Joker played 68 minutes in that four overtime game. Or 62 game? out of 65 or something, something like that. Something like that. 60, I'm not sure. No, he played 65 minutes. Minutes, yeah. 65 minutes. Because I know they kept going, as the overtimes went on, they kept saying how many minutes he was playing. A lot. Well, he just never, he's never sitting. And that's dangerous because, I mean, they're gonna they're gonna get exhausted at some point. Yeah. Well, they can't afford to sit them sometimes. That's right. that's the problem. Yeah. Every time he sits, the other team surges. Yeah. Every time. It's it wasn't like that during the regular season. It's only well, but been have like you that noticed... in the playoffs because Denver is deep, man. They were like one. Of, they got to be one of the deepest teams in the NBA. And their I mean, bench is not 10, scoring. But they're, I mean, typically they're ten deep. You know, I'm, I'm just saying in the playoffs, their bench isn't really scoring. No, you're right. That, yeah, in the playoffs, things have definitely changed. And have you I don't noticed, know why. Have you noticed on I, almost every I single the talent level? But well, every single time down the court, does it not seem like Baldy Jokic and then a pass to Murray with a with a kind of a moving screen? That's what works. But I just feel like, I mean, yes, it does. I, I totally agree. Obviously, yeah. they've been winning with it. But I, I, I wonder if that's going to work against Golden State if it's not if somehow Denver wins on Sunday. It's not. It's not good. They're just not good enough. No. You know, I mean. We've we've seen that in the last three games that they play Golden State. They've gotten blown out in all yeah. three of them. Now, with KD situation, that makes things a little more interesting to me. Uh, I don't you know. know. The Rockets did almost worse when he was out. <laughs> yeah, but boy, uh, he is a heck of a player. I mean, one-on-one. He is as good as anybody I've ever oh, seen. Yeah. He is, but I think when you take the when you take him out of the equation, the the Warriors go back to being the pass happy. Um, I don't care who scores team they that, use. That's, to exact, be. that's exactly what you, you, you are too. right about yeah. that though. That's true because 
he had Kevin Durant is the kind of player you have to get him the ball all the time, you know, where the rest of those guys don't need that. Even Steph doesn't need it. No, you know, he was scoreless in the first half. Last yeah. Night. I mean, yeah, he was, he's, you know, majority of the time was the one that stepped up to score the points, but um, yeah, I agree with what you say, but I still think taking a guy with that much talent off the court, you know, gives you, it's a disadvantage, especially in a close game and in a close game at the end where you have this person on your team that can make a difference by himself. Right. You know, and he's, and he's, and he's not there anymore. Give it to him every time. And you're probably going to get points down like in an overtime, you know, yes. but as far as I heard, he's supposed to be back for, to play in the, in the next series. Yeah. So. It looks that way. You know, we'll, we'll, yeah, yeah. We'll, but I mean, Hey, you never know. Maybe both Splash Brothers get cold. KD reaggravates the injury, and uh, Green gets suspended. And hey, Nuggets find themselves in the yeah, finals. Yeah, boy, I think they'll be lucky to get a game. But uh, now, of course, Nuggets have to win on Sunday to get right. that. So Still let's not get, get too far ahead of ourselves. You know, they got to win. They are at home, which should help. Yeah. But uh, Portland's not going to go away. You know, they're not going to give in. So yeah. it's going to be a tough game, no matter which, no matter what happens. So, but uh, either way, fantastic enjoyment to watch the Nuggets. Play, you know, there was that huge fear of going down and losing the first round after having the second best record in the NBA or in the in the Western Conference, and they didn't. They they dug in. They 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 buckled. They, you know, they buckled down when it looked like it was going to be trouble for them against the Spurs. And they done the same thing against Portland. Mm-hmm. I mean, after that four overtime loss, then winning back to back games, including a blowout of like almost forty points. Fantastic to see. So it is. You know, and, you know I want to go back to that four overtime game. I, I, I still, because I know we've been off for two weeks because uh, hiatus for two weeks. So I know we all got a lot of stuff going on, but uh, I, I still wonder when you're tied with four seconds left in overtime, why are you shooting three point shots and not driving the, the lane to the hoop, taking the rock to the hole? I just still don't get that. It, even on the NBA level, you know, go for the high percentage shot. You only need a point. Right. If you get fouled and hit one free throw, you're going to win the game. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it goes back to what we talked about before, which is we've got the benefit of, you know, 30 years of watching sports yeah. and saying like, well, why would you do that? You know, whereas, you know, someone's like 23, 22, 24, you know, they, they just don't haven't experienced it enough. You know, they right. haven't seen they haven't seen like five different times when an epic foul cost their team the game, you know, and like they just don't see that. They just don't have the experience yet. Oh, I like what I think Steve Kerr said it last night. I'm not sure if he said it or somebody else said it, but he's like, well, without KD, what do you, this and that? He's like, well, I just opened the playbook from two years ago <laughs> so yeah. before KD got here. And that's exactly what they did. That ball movement was awesome last night. Good yeah. God. Still perplexing that they've got Clay Thompson, Green, and Steph Curry, and somehow had enough money to sign KD. Like, doesn't well, that feel like something, something, something's off he there? T- he didn't take as much money. Yeah, they took all took pay cuts. Yeah, yeah. But just, but that's still, it's amazing. That's what I mean. That's what they did with, you know, LeBron when yeah. he went to South Beach. Mm-hmm. He didn't take as no. nearly as much money, right. as he was going to. Right. Yeah. I mean, if, if you want to win, right? And and I gotta say, for all the people that like ripped on Kevin Durant, Tom Brady, saying that you know he he just went to Warriors just to win a title, you know he knew. He knows that in this world, man, if you don't win titles, you are not great. I don't care how wonderful your regular season numbers are. Dan Marino, is he ever in the conversation of top five quarterbacks? None that I've ever had. 
When we have that conversation, I don't put him in a top five. He's outside the top five because yeah. he doesn't have that title. It depends on the top five list for me. If you, yeah. if you, because if we do one just based on raw talent, I'll put him in the top five. Right, but we're talking, we're talking about who's the greatest player, you okay. know. So, but it depends QBs. on the criteria because. It's, well, I guess you're just saying just the greatest. But what does that mean? <laughs> Whatever it means to you. Who's the greatest five quarterbacks? Who's the greatest five point guards? Who's the greatest five first basemen in history? I mean, you could say, well, this guy's the greatest defensive first baseman. This guy's the greatest offensive first baseman. Well, which one's the greatest? You know? Yeah, I guess it just what does greatest mean <laughs> to you? You know, what is it about winning or is it about numbers? You know? See, for me, like me personally, I'd say it's about it's probably a third personal stats, a third championships, and a third how much better you made the players around you. But that would just, just be me. Yeah, I know. I hear you. I have a hard time sometimes, uh, you know, elevating a guy just because he's on a good team. Right. I don't give any guy a credit for being on a good team. Yeah. But, I mean, Michael Jordan was on great teams, but he was undisputedly the greatest player and the driving of the yeah. engine. You know, yes. Scotty Pippen was maybe the second best player in the NBA for half of those years. Yeah, I mean, those are, those are you know, some of the best teams ever in the NBA. Those sure. are Chicago Bulls teams. Yeah, they were fun to watch, man. Yeah, I missed oh, them. So that leads to this question. So you've got who's who's like a bigger disappointment? Would you say um, not disappointment, but whose legacy is taking the biggest hit by not winning? Would it be Westbrook or would it be Harden? I think you have to look at them both. I mean, Harden the, the, the whole question. the whole deal last year with CP3 was hurt. CP3 was hurt, so we because Harden has now been knocked down of a game elimination game three years in a row basically 15, 16, 17, now 18, or, or 16, 17, 18. And um, CP3 Wait, what Harden do you mean? what do you mean by knocked out? Has lost the game seven, basically. Oh, oh, oh. So, I mean, an elimination it, game. An elimination yeah. game. So, I, Harden had over 30 last night. I think CP3 had over 30 last night. And they still couldn't get it done with no KD on the court. And the owner from Houston went off, uh, Tippett, Tippett, or Tippett, uh, this morning they, on an interview about that they have to cut their throats when we get them down like that. And he, he's, he's, he's writing his checks, his ass can't cash, basically with the team as it stands, because the biggest complaint was, well, we didn't have CP3 last year in game seven, so we couldn't do it. <laughs> like, you had CP3 this year, right. and you didn't do it. And they didn't have KD. So where do you go from there? Because it's like, well, what are you going to put on this team? You're obviously a player short. Yeah. A very good player short. Mm-hmm. Or you're just a scoring offense short well, because he was such a, a huge component of the scoring for that team all year. And I know we talked about this during the season when he was having a stretch of just amazing scoring totals is that that's not going to work in the playoffs. And that's exactly what you're talking about with the Antoni and the defense last night. And the uh, production off the bench was absolutely atrocious in that game. Oh, D'Antoni's the coach for the Rockets. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well that makes sense. Why their why their offense is good and their defense is terrible. Yeah, And that was the whole thing. It's, it's like, well, your two best players are playing, 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 but you got to have a bench in there mixing in and just, they're just not. They're ISO and ISO yeah. ball. They're playing ISO ball with CP3 and Harden and not getting everyone else involved. I mean, that was the biggest difference in the game last night. Without KD, you saw that ball getting thrown around every single place mm-hmm. on earth. Uh, Steph had 33 in the second half. He had 16 in the last four minutes of the game. Well, and they pass enough, right, to where it's not just, you know, get it to this guy and get a shot off. Like, no. get it to Harden so he can get a shot. It's keep passing it until the guy is open, which will happen eventually. You, and, you just can't defend. And that's what happened in the second with Steph. They kept running screens and pass, pass, pass. Steph's draining them. <coughs> Excuse me. And then Clay, there was a stat last night that I saw. Clay took seven 
contested three pointers and made them. So how much, how close does that person have to be to be contested? Uh, they're in their face, basically. Okay. I mean, we know that the Splash Brothers, you know, have always been great three-point shooters, and that's been lacking this year, at least in the playoffs, and it came back. Yeah, because so, Steph, Steph has that finger on his shooting hand that is that is injured. He, it's, they say he injured a finger on his left hand, his non-ball shooting hand. I don't know what that, that, that extent was. I didn't hear any injury reports this morning. When I doubt you're going to hear one before game, game one of the next series. Right. It's always funny when you look at some of these NBA players and because, you know, you're looking at them on TV and they've got all these huge guys around them and stuff. So they start to look, look average size or normal size, you know, and what's really blows my mind is like how often their arms look skinny kind of, but then when they make that shot and they're like, yeah, and they got their arms thrown up and stuff and they get a picture snapped of them. And you're like, Oh my God, look at the guns. (laughs) dude! That guy's just like Hulk Hogan. So it just goes to show you like how perception kind of gets kind of warped, you know, from, yeah. From when you see all those guys together, or like when you would see Dennis Rodman, he'd look normal size. Then you see him on a talk show, and you're Rock. like, "Oh, you're uh, like seven <laughs> feet tall." Yeah, you he's know? like six eight or something. <laughs> you don't got a nose ring; you got a bull ring in that thing. <laughs> oh, dude, I got, I'm guessing he's got a piercing almost everywhere you can get him. That's Carmen Electra, including a uh, probably a probably a Prince Albert. So yeah. you know, <laughs> the uh, that poor Prince Albert man. How did he get associated with that? But. You know, I guess it's better to be uh, infamous than famous, right? So, um, I also wonder: Do you guys think, in terms of Boston, like, so Kyrie is kind of backed off and like about his wanting to get out of Cleveland and get away from LeBron, kind of starting to understand why that you know being so determined to win on your own is not necessarily a good thing if you don't have the talent around you. And I don't know NBA well enough to know the Boston team, but it seems like they're going the wrong direction. Am I crazy? Uh, no, you're not crazy. They 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 uh they had a great year last year, and they are stumbling so far backwards right now, losing four one to uh the Bucks. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. Kyrie had to back off that statement because it's he he has the talent on that team. He I mean Hayward uh, Tatum is unquestioned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just don't know the you know Gordon Hayward at adding him to the mix this year was that the toxicity I don't know you know like right. where that came from but um, yeah I mean they're not that much different of a team this year than they were last they year they really aren't except Hayward was a little bit injured last year and he's yeah. not this year yeah it kind of makes you think about like in terms of like a band right like Metallica you've got James Hetfield is like the main player. But or Kirk Hammett may be the best guitarist, but then Lars on the drums is the is the front man. Or Allison Chains, the the lead singer and the lead guitarist, were not the front man. You know, the front man, the one that died. Ooh, from the, J, the what's that? Lane Staley. That that might have been. I can't remember which one was which. Is he the one that OD'd on heroin? I think so. Or Speedball, actually, I think it was Speedball that he OD'd on. But anyway, uh, I, I wonder if it's the kind of the same thing that with the, like with the Cavaliers you had your you know your gritty guy with uh, your low or uh, love who did your you know your fundamental stuff you had Kyrie to do your explosive scoring but LeBron was your you know your stake in the ground your 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 base your your front man you know and maybe that's what they're missing that maybe Kyrie doesn't yeah. want to be a front man but they don't have one to take that position so he can assume his his role in Cleveland yeah, that's a good point. Um, Kyrie's still a little, in my opinion, still a little green behind the ears with the way he plays the game. Whereas yeah. uh, Kawhi up in Toronto does have a championship. Well, Ooh. Kyrie does too, but Ka- Kawhi is a different player. That and, guy is good. And it, it brings you to the point that, you know, if they don't beat the Sixers on Sunday, does Kawhi go to LA? And I'm not talking mm-hmm. about the Lakers. I'm talking about the Clippers. 
Wow, Clippers had a pretty decent year even without a superstar. So there, there's talk because Lakerland is in so much trouble right now. There's talk of KD and Kawhi winding up in Clipperland. What now? I I haven't had I don't have enough free time lately to really focus on the story. What is going on in LA? <laughs> it's, it's a complete disaster. Yeah. Jeannie Buss needs to take back control. Rob Palenka, who looks like Rob Lowe, a Rob Lowe lookalike. I, have you seen him? I have seen I, him. I swear yeah. it was Rob Lowe the first time I saw <laughs> oh, him. NBA executive Rob Lowe. <laughs> I was just like, what the <laughs> heck is going on here? And I was just like, there, there's such a struggle because obviously Luke Walton got brought in not when LeBron came, before LeBron came. So he was already gone before the season started, no matter what he did. Right. Uh, so they went, you know, Ty- Tyrone Lou, which, um, excuse me, they were only going to give him three and years. And Tyrone Lou is yeah. a favorite of LeBron's, is yeah. that right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, they only gave him three years and $18 million. Well, LeBron only, he, he signed a four-year deal. He only has three years left. They wanted to give him a longer contract or something along the ways that fell through. Now they've been, there's another coach gone out there uh, that I saw this morning um, that is getting interviewed besides the guy that would play or coach for the magic. And then he coached a couple uh, my assistant coach at a couple other teams, Sixers. Uh, well, the, and the magic Johnson thing is the weird thing. Well, the whole of, thing, I think right? there's, there's some, some kind of toxicity going on. Reminds you of Pittsburgh with the Steelers. I I personally think he got mad at LeBron because LeBron put out his first TV show where he was executive producer during the season. And it happened, Mm -hmm. I think it happened at the end of February or the first week of March. And I think that might have ticked off uh, Magic because Magic didn't see uh, LeBron's commitment to Lakerland. And a lot of the other people that Magic talked to that Magic is really good friends with in Lakerland think the same thing. I mean, I, I think it's that they were under the false impression that bringing LeBron in alone would make the team competitive in the playoffs because they've seen LeBron take so many subpar teams deep into the playoffs, if not the finals. But they didn't have a – I mean, he didn't have a single – there was not a second star on that team. Yeah, no. I mean, let's not pretend that Ball is a star. Even no, when he did and, play, he wasn't that good. And here, here's the thing. When Ball got drafted, Tatum came out of that class for, and went to Boston. Simmons came out of that class. It was not the best draft class there was. Right. The Lakers needed a splash. So they took Lonzo Ball. Mistake number one. All of a sudden, okay, let's bring in LeBron to make these kids better so we have trade value to bring someone else in. Didn't happen. They all went backwards. Now they have no trade value. The only answer is, one, you have to get a, a, a trade for a, a lottery pick, which I don't think they have enough pieces there. Only if they trade LeBron. Two, you trade LeBron, or LeBron yeah. asks to get trade after if they if they're if they're playing 500 ball two months into the season next year. Why would LeBron even want to stay there? I just think it's it's amazing for how calculated LeBron usually is. Then I think that there is some accuracy to the thing that he went there for his post basketball career and I think he's also reached that point where it's like no longer am I going to do everything I'm now coming to play and just play I'm no longer going to kill myself to make things happen I've got my titles I have the greatest comeback in the history of the NBA my legacy is fine and he's up there in age you got to remember he started in the NBA when he was 18 oh yeah he's what is 30, he 34 33 at least 30, 33 yeah. I don't know he's at least that something he could be 34 I was gonna say he I mean he was done. in seven finals in he a row could even be more <laughs> than that boy they could be 36 I was gonna say he might be yeah. 30, what year I don't think he's that, that old I'm, I'm gonna say 33 
Well, it was the same year that Dwayne Dwayne Wade was drafted, in, and also Bosch, yeah. and also uh, who else was drafted he's, that year? Oh, it was Carmelo, like Carmelo Anthony he's, and he's Darko. 30, he's thirty-four. Thirty-four. Okay. okay. So I mean, the kind of shape he's in, I mean, he can go another good three or four years, oh, I would yeah. say. But yeah, put him in the hyperbolic chamber. But I just, <laughs> I just don't think that he's gonna. But I don't think he's gonna kill himself anymore to make things happen. He went to a big market, big name team. I mean, he probably thought, right. I'm coming here now. You need to bring in some talent around me, and they couldn't get anybody. No, the people don't want to play with LeBron right now. I mean, they just don't want to play with him. You know, the superstars. You know, that's the biggest thing. I mean, Anthony Davis is not a free agent this summer. He's a free agent next summer. And the Pelicans already said they're not going to trade him to L.A. That's the guy that would come there. But he's got to wait a whole nother year if they want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. What, what the, I'm not sure what the Pelicans are thinking other than we're not going to get we can't get value. For no, there's, they, what, I mean, what are you going to get from the Lakers? They offered up the, basically the whole team in it. There is no value in it because they <laughs> yeah. all they've all regressed from last year playing mm-hmm. playing this year. And that's the biggest thing. That's, yeah, that's the problem. that Everybody's talking about LeBron, about making kids better and this and that. And the other thing, they had young talent out there that they wanted to really make better. They went the wrong way this year. Well, I don't think that – I think they severely overrated the talent they had. Oh, I, I, I think I'd agree with were, you on that. Yeah. You know, I think you've got a lot of singular ball players who don't give a crow to grab about the team. They reminds me of when we had an amazing softball team in men's league for all those years. Then we started people moving away and we replaced them with better players, but selfish players. And the team became half of what it was because before it was, everybody was fighting for the same goal. It was like, no, our goal is to win. And we don't care. We're not going to get stressed out or pissed off if we don't, but that's our goal is to win. And then when it changed to guys went, I want to make the sick throw from, from shortstop. I want to make the amazing hit. You know, it's like, (laughs) Now that then that when that's what you want to do, you may do that, but you're going to lose because you're going to throw four balls away and you're going to sh- and you're going to pop up three times in the process of getting your one home run and your one great throw. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of well, I won't say his name. Starts with a P, but that guy. It was like I've never seen someone with so much talent, but instead of just using their talent, they wanted to try to make the talent seem extreme, and. It's like the, the exact opposite of that was our third baseman, you know, TK, who guys got crazy talent. But it was never about being the stud or whatever. It was just about going out there and doing his job and grinding it out. And he was amazing every single play. It's the me syndrome. Me, 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 me. Yeah. (laughs) The difference difference between uh, Kevin or uh, uh, Russell Westbrook and uh, and the the Warriors. Difference between the Thunder and the Warriors, right? The the you know it's like it's great. Yeah, I got a triple double. I averaged a triple double all season. Where'd it get you? Why would you need to do that? (laughs) If your team's good, why would you need to do that? You know? Yeah, I mean, it, again, it just depends on what the guy wants. You know, does he want championships or does he want, you know, triple doubles for a season? And how do you figure that out about a player before you sign him? It's hard to know. It is hard you to know. Yeah. Especially if you've got a player on a team for a couple of years that doesn't have much else. Well, then that guy has to do I everything mean, you while you try to, to build things. People around him. You have to look at, you know, you look at the college career, you know. I mean, I don't know. There, you just can't. That's why those draft picks are. Or, or are they, were they, they just hit 50% of the time? Were they know? just busting their butt to get the paycheck, right? And then as soon as I get my payday, now I'm, now I don't really care, right? You know, right. like I mean, remember Hainsworth uh, for the from the Titans to the Redskins? Oh, yeah. I mean, what did he get? Ninety million dollars, and the oh, guy wow. was just a. And the funniest part was not only a did he know that their team ran a different kind of uh, they ran a four three or three four instead of a four three. Mm-hmm. He knew they ran that, but the coaches didn't change it when he got there. And it's like, you're bringing in one of the best 4-3 players in the league to play in a 3-4? 
do you you do know how football works, right? You did get hired as a coach for a reason, right? There are some truly dumb idiots out there that get put in the in positions they should not ne- never have been put into. Oh, you're talking about <laughs> most of my bosses. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's that's I'm just making a joke. Um, anyway, at, at so who do we? I mean, we we could have a great matchup, right? We could have Raptors versus uh, Bucks, which I think would be a great game. I don't Raptors. think that. Philadelphia would be as good a series because I think that the inconsistent, the holes in Philadelphia's game would be exposed by the Bucks, and I think it would be a quick series. Well, it, and the thing was, it, 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 what's up with Embiid? What is his, his, what's up with his work ethic? Um, everything that's going on with him, you know, is he is he staying eating right, getting enough rest? Because when you're calling or you're texting the coach at six a.m. saying I might not be able to play tonight, I'm getting an IV at six a.m. It's like, well, take two more IVs, damn, during the day, and get on the goddamn court. And um, Ben Simmons decided to show up. Um, Two nights ago, he just went off. He's like, "Get me the ball. I don't care." Jimmy Butler and him were going off left and right. Embiid did uh, <coughs> enforce that it was his second flagrant foul, so one more, and he is suspended for a game. Mm-hmm. So if that does happen, that might happen. Um, Embiid is is the guy that he looks like he's all in at one point, then he looks like he's gone through the motions at another. And we know that he has nagging little injuries, so on and so forth. Um, he is from Cameroon. And uh, you know who, who knows how his 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 diet or his dietary status is, or he has a dietitian, and and what if you're waking up and you're not feeling healthy every day, which is a lot of times a lot of people say sometimes he isn't. I mean the one the, the one sixer I forget who it was they showed it before the game. He's like, oh no, I'm not touching your hand. <laughs> he's like <laughs> he's like he's like that's gonna be bad luck for me. But well, um, I you, don't know. You it's do weird. It is weird when you see a guy who does kind of do that, mm-hmm. who goes from. 100% to 50% makes you kind of think of uh, um, uh, what's the receiver? Uh, Des Bryant was mm-hmm. like that, or maybe even uh, from the Broncos, uh, Demarius Thomas was kind of like that. And it reminds me of a quote though, that Von Miller said when he went to go see star Wars, a force awakens and he's, he went there and he was so excited because it was the end of the season, right? His season was over. And so he got uh, an I or he got an icy or a soda chicken nuggets and something else. And apparently he'd been eating a very strict diet for the whole year before with DeMarcus Ware. You know, I'd gotten him into that. And he talked about how he felt the day after. And he said, you can't put leaded gasoline in a Ferrari or something like that. And that was like, and that was like, he said that the last time he ate that. And that's why he's been, you know, charged up ever since pretty much because he has been so strict on his diet. So that does make me wonder what you're saying. I mean, Maybe this guy is like me. Maybe he's like, oh, I'm gonna eat some Cheetos and uh, have a soda and have this, and it's like, oh, you're you're running on crappy fuel, you know? Hey, you grew up in Cameroon, man. I'm sure you ain't got no Twinkies laying around. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but maybe <laughs> maybe maybe now that he's got access to Twinkies, it's like, oh my God, Twinkies, <laughs> they're amazing, you know? Never really got into Twinkies. What's your guys' favorite hostess dessert? I'm a tasty cake guy, man. You got to go back East Coast. Oh, see, I, tasty I, I, cakes, cream-filled chocolate donuts. I haven't donuts. had a lot of those. I've only had a few. Dude, the cream-filled chocolate donuts. That's cream where it's Cream-filled chocolate donuts. Go to a 7-Eleven. Get some cream-filled chocolate donuts. <laughs> they come in a two-pack. I don't think I would want cream filling in my donut. Though. Oh, they're so good. It's 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 a, it's a it's a harder cream. It's not like a soft butter cream. <laughs> it's I'm just telling you, man. It's the way to go. I, I won't knock it. I haven't had it. Like <laughs> I have had custard, some. Like, yes. Yeah. I've had some tasty cake things. Um, and I I always wonder sometimes if like are that zebra cakes? Are those tasty cakes? No, 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 no. Tasty cakes go that zebra cake. You're thinking of a different label. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm not sure yet. I don't know zebra cakes. They're like hexagonal white. Yeah, they those look are, like a hockey puck, but yeah. they're like hexagonal. Oh, and I haven't had those. They're white with like chocolate drizzle. Drizzle. Over them. Yeah, I, I know what you're <laughs> talking about. Sounds okay. <laughs> they're good. Um, yeah. But how about for hostess for you? Uh, you know that's a tough one. I think you got the ding dongs, like got ho hos, Twinkies, I, chocolate Twinkies. Hey, let's have a ho ho and a ding dong. I, I, right, exactly. I think I have to go with the ho ho. It's probably my favorite. Um, <laughs> Everyone like, likes a good yeah ho ho. But I do like the donuts though. As well, their donuts are good. They have yeah. like a, I don't know, it's like a crunchy kind of outside the donut. They're like, oh, you like the coffee ones? No, they're not. Or coffee. not, co- not co- but like coffee colored though, right? Like, yeah, is that the I ones suppose. you're talking about? Yeah, like coconut maybe. Yeah, they. I think is they do have some coconut and sugar. There's and also stuff snowballs. On. I don't like snowballs, but that's mm, another. Yeah, you know. know. Remember that episode where uh, Homer was worried that uh, Bart was gay and. Uh, Alfred him a tray of treats, and then there was donuts, there was ding dongs and ho hos and snowballs, and every time he put his hand into the snowball, Homer's like, no. <laughs> you know? uh, I agree with you. The ho hos are great. Yeah. I think actually the cupcakes are my favorite. Yeah, those cupcakes are something else, man. You guys got to like get the a... chocolate cupcakes or the yeah. orange cream or the. Uh, I I don't ever even have the orange ones. Just uh, the just the black and white ones. The chocolate. You need to get an Enderman's long raspberry Danish and cut it up. There you go. <laughs> Enderman's. <laughs> They've got their own aisle at the end of the of the. They do. Their own, their yeah. own case at the end they're of the a, aisle. Their own end cap. <laughs> yep. Those are good. They yeah, are good. I haven't had one in a while. I just the reason I was asking that is because I everyone always talks about Twinkies. But that's always been my least favorite. Yeah, that's, I'm treat. not a, I'm not the Twinkie guy. Like I said, man, you give me a good chocolate tasty cake. Yeah, I, I love just it. The, the sponge cake material. You know, it's just like ho hos are the best. Yeah, I could just plow through a case of those things. <laughs> I remember because you know I had those for like school lunches. You know, and one time my mom came home and she's like, "Why is this empty?" Because <laughs> it's only been like three days into the week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep. like I don't know. I don't know no where idea. the other thirteen went. Yeah. <laughs> They just disappeared. In my belly. In my belly. In my belly. So uh, what would be your preferred NBA Finals matchup at this point? I I think the Bucks are kind of fun to watch, you know, and it'd be yeah. fun to see uh, Giannis get in there. And I would absolutely love for Denver to be the other team, so – that would be that would be for me the most fun to watch. But what do I think is going to happen? No, it's, no. What would you like to see? That's what I would like to see. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That's probably my most favorite matchup. I wouldn't mind seeing the Bucks and Warriors because I'd love to see the Warriors dethroned, just like the Yankees were dethroned by Arizona in baseball. You know, after that run, mm-hmm. it's always nice to see the champion go down, not like get knocked out early. You like to see him get beaten on the big stage. Yeah. And I know they did lose to to uh, LeBron and the Cavs that one year, but uh, outside of that, just odd meltdown, they've been kind of indestructible. They're just incredible. Probably the best team ever. Boy, yeah, they've got to be close. Uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to say not. <laughs> but I actually think the team before KD was better. I just, I just do. I just that team was amazing. That was, but that was when when Steph was burying record numbers of threes yeah. every year, and that's kind of gone away. So, yeah. and I don't know if that's a uh, like a bad thing. I mean, it might be a planned reduction, you know. Well, it was. But as Kerr said, I, they had to change the game plan with KD. And we were just talking about, you know, he's kind of that one-on-one player. You have to get him the ball. 
So that I think they had to change their game plan in order to incorporate KD, which Kerr smartly did. I think he's done the right, you know, they've run the right type of offense for them to make it work with those personalities and things. But, you know, when you take KD out, yeah, I think they can run more of a true basketball offense. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And KD is Less isos. Let's see. They're plus 78 with KD on the floor. And yeah, I saw that stat this morning. (laughs) And well, KD is averaging 35 right now, a game in the playoffs, which uh, you have to go back and look at. You look at LeBron and uh, someone else averaging in the 30s for a playoff game. So, you know, I mean, you got to get KD the rock when you have to get KD the rock. You just just need it. So they don't, the Splash Brothers don't have to play like they did last night when KD's on the floor. Be interesting to see if uh, Steph went out for an extended period, if they still win a title. Because, so KD's been there for, this is his third season or fourth season? They won won both titles with him. Well, now they have another title without him. No, I know that. Well, I think they have two titles without him. Yeah. Yeah. But I just think, but they're back to back right now. Yeah, but they did have two titles without it's, him, right? It's one or two. I think it's two. Because I, I, I feel like they went to, yeah, without no, KD, no, without KD. KD. I know they have at least one. Well, I know they have one. I think they had two though, yeah. because I think that was what was so shocking was this team that had won two out of three titles in two or three years. Draymond got suspended and, and LeBron beat him that one year. Right. Sorry, I, they have. I'm I'm like ninety five percent sure they had two. Yeah, you're right yeah. because the because because. Um, Green Draymond got suspended in game five. That helped. Yeah. Yeah. I'll never forget when, uh, or not never forget, but I was, I was humorous last Thursday. I think it was where there was an article on CBS sports saying, is the uh, Warriors dynasty in trouble? You know, because, uh, because KD was going to be out for the series. It's like, well, they're up three, two, and they won that game after he went out. So are you a little? Are you that sure they're in trouble? And then they just, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say they rolled last night, but you know, I mean, they took control of that game. They and took Harden control. I mean, the whole talk on. Uh, I, w- I was up early yesterday, and the whole talk on every sports channel there was is this is the time to see what the Rockets have and to beat Golden State. Right. These two games, these two, this tonight and getting the game. That game was in Houston too, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Golden State won on the road in Houston, so that was their time. Now I can't wait till Monday to hear what they're going to say because they're going to be Harden and and CP3 bashing all over the place. Because if you can't get it done with KD not on the floor, what are you really like? I said, what are you going to do to that team? Because they don't have much uh, cap space and at home. Yeah. I mean, you just—is there any team that even comes close to Golden State one through five talent-wise? No. I mean, they've got a virtual superstar at four out of five positions. I'm not sure who the fifth starter is. They got Green, they've got Durant, they've got Curry and Thompson. Who's the other player? Uh, well, it was Boogie. It was Boogie until he went out. Oh. But I don't know who's taking over for for him. Boogie Cousins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forgot they had Demarcus Cousins. Just for this year. Yeah, he's right. only on a one year deal. But he hurt he got hurt again. He yeah, he yeah. Hurt, got hurt again. So That's gonna out. be a detriment he to anyone. May that not be coming back yeah. after that. I don't know. Is it the same one or the I'm other one? I'm not sure. That's yeah. the only thing. Huh. But no, it's 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 an interesting thing and it, you know, yeah. it, it it just comes back this to is, 
the most NBA we've talked in a while. It actually is. It actually is. You know, it, deserves it, it, does, it deserves it though, right? Yeah. Like you I, said, it's been a good series. There's a. It's fun because well, there's a lot of emerging superstars. You know. Yeah, I mean Giannis a guard a little and bit. Yeah. Jokic and you know Lillard has already kind of been one, but he's really just kind of starting to make a name for him. I mean Kawhi is incredible. Uh, you know, it's really been fun to watch kind of this new crop of superstars make a name for themselves. Absolutely. So it's been really cool. Yeah, and it's just I, I, these have been. I, I can't remember the last time I watched this many games in a single NBA playoff. Yes, it helps that Denver's in that, yeah. but yeah. also. Can we do something about these 8.30 p.m. start times? Brutal. Dude, you are you kidding Imagine being me? on the East Coast? No. I, there's many reasons I couldn't imagine being on the East Coast, and the game times is a huge part of that. Man, 10.30 start time? Dude. That's ridiculous. But, I mean, it's, you know the game's going to be three hours long. That's if, if everything goes right, right? It'll be right about three hours. You expect people out here to be up till 11.30? Don't you want to capture the, the, the male market between... Is that you know, how long these games are taking? Three hours? Aren't they mostly three hours? Uh, I think more like two, two and a half. Two to two and a half. Yeah. You go to overtime really? three-ish. I think two to two and a half. Yeah. It's, really? it's about a two-hour time. That's, most look it up. I think that's have, a good well, question. Well, well, that's usually see. what they were. That's what they used to be. Because I tried to stay up for the Denver games, and a lot of times I couldn't. And that means it's about 11 o'clock is usually when I crash. I'm trying to think what time the, the, the Sixers started on Thursday at 6 p.m. Nuggets came on at 8.30. So two and a half hour window. Hmm. Okay. And the Sixers ran long. That game, they actually started that game. I was going to say, most of the time, the yeah. games of Denver games haven't even started until yeah. 45 or, or even 9. The typical wall clock duration of, of games is two to two and a half hours yeah. during, the, uh, d- during the regular hmm. season. Okay. Well, a little bit, little bit longer, a little bit shorter then. So it'll be more like 1030 instead of, well, it'll still be 11 I o'clock. The, I think not the playoffs, you get an extra TV timeout each quarter. Yeah. So then well, maybe he's right. Probably. They are going freaking four hour four overtime game that was at I, least well that's hours. That's, oh, that, that, that's an extreme circumstance yeah, so i just know i can't stay up past 11 o'clock on a work night i just yeah. can't because i'll just be a zombie the next day just you know i mean there's some old so you can't really do that late night <laughs> stay up you know but uh at least now actually with your position now though at least you can you can stay up and watch the games Although you probably don't get home until they're partially he's, over. He's working, over. He's working when, when the games yeah, are on. When do you end up getting home most of the time? Well, during the week, I'm usually home around 9. Oh, that's oh, nice. Touch after 9 o'clock. Um, and then weekends, it varies between 10 and 11. Friday and Saturday night, yeah. wonder how well I could transition to a late, like an evening job. I always... I'm still, I'm just beat, man. Like getting up this morning, <laughs> I was like, a wreck. You know, I always I didn't even <laughs> drink or anything. I just came home and watched them. Yeah. Get to work tonight. Uh, oh yeah. We're gonna oh, be, oh yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be busy tonight. Yeah, we have like two hundred for Mother's Day. No, yeah, tonight and tomorrow night. Yeah. yeah. But and that's you know because I know you I, I I I you know I get up early but and then I start my other stuff at either like noonish to nine or ten o'clock at night. But uh, I, there's a point in the mid-morning where I just hit a wall where I have to take a nap almost because I know when I get home, I'm going to eat dinner at 1030. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the thing that I always run into with naps, as much as I like naps, I don't almost ever wake up energized from a nap. I won't be necessarily sleepy anymore. But I usually, when I wake up from a nap, I'm usually groggy and kind of in a slow mode for the rest of the time. Because so I used to always try and take a nap before softball. Yeah, and, you know, the but, key is keeping them short. 
Yeah, yeah that's I, I make twenty five to thirty minutes. Like this, yeah. morning, this morning, I was up at three watching some um, uh, three. Tro- trolling <laughs> around the sports uh, uh, highlights, and then um, I got really tired and I just I took a power nap from. I think 5:30 to 6:45, and at 6:45, I'd made myself pop up, went right in the bathroom, turned on the cold water, and threw it over my head and said, "Now you're up." <laughs> oh man, that sounds like a horrible way to wake then, up. Then I then I got <laughs> then I got into like the eight vitamins that I eat. So. Dang, dude. I will That's say, hardcore, buddy. I am to the point now where I almost cannot wake up without a shower. Like, I, have, I will feel. I have to, man. I just, I have to get in that shower, otherwise, because I take a lot of like lukewarm showers to colder showers. Yeah, if I'm, I, yeah, I've got. It wakes me up. Boy, I take boiling hot showers. So if I do that, Boy, man, I want to go back to that. <laughs> almost like peeling the paint off the walls, hot. You know, like I almost don't even turn on the cold faucet. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. It, it's weird. I hate hot everything else. I hate hot weather, so do I. hot days. But boy, the shower, man. Scalding. So funny, huh? I'm the same way. Maybe. Yeah, well, I think it's also because, first of all, the only time I'm ever crazy. cold is when I wake up in the morning. You know, when your body temperature drops, and yeah. you know, yep. especially when you like, like, like in that winter when you know, if you're like me and you're crazy and you have the windows open during the winter, and then you have that I thing do. where you. <laughs> kick your sheet and comforter off in your we sleep too yeah I, and i run a fan in the winter still we have oh, our yeah. window open pretty much every night so yeah i do yeah. too i mean i have to i mean especially a sub level like this i mean the garden levels are always going to be hot you know but i just when you kick off that comforter and the sheet and the blanket or whatever and and your body's exposed and you know and you're sleeping and you wake up and you've been like that for like an hour and you're like oh my god it's like you know, your whole body's I, like frozen I, I think at 3 a.m my apartment was 63 degrees yeah, uh-huh. 63 is about the upper end of what I can enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> but my work lately, they have been leaving the heaters on. So, oh. like, because the because of the snow that we got, you know, in the, yeah. in the cold days, that the, the heater, like, overreacts. And you're sitting in there, and you're just like, dude, it's got to be 85 degrees. Balls are sweating. And-, and how am I supposed to focus and do work when it's this freaking hot? And, of course, I've got all those nutcases that I work with, you know. <laughs> and most of them are, like, and they're all, a lot of them are, like, super skinny people. And, you know, they're just Those damn people do this one guy, Aaron, he's a really good kid, but he is always cold and he always oh. wants it to be warmer. And he'll like try and go like, uh, and the same thing with uh, one of our managers, she's always cold, like literally 24 seven, she's cold. And she will try to go out there and turn up the thermostat. MC? And I'm like, huh? MC? Oh, no, her oh. too, but AS, but it's just like, I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, it's so cold. I'm like, put on another damn sweater if you're actually cold. But if the thermostat's reading over 80 degrees, you don't need to raise it up, you know? It's like, dude, put on four jackets or, you know, first of all, how can you be that cold? How can you physically be that cold when it's 80 degrees around you? Unless your blood circulation is horrible. It's, 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 it's sad. Like I was volunteering at a library just uh, to see it, gauging my migraines and everything a couple years ago. And uh, this one lady, she would, I would turn off the lights over the desk where I was scanning books in for him. I'd do it like two, three hours a day. She would always turn the lights on. I'm like, dude, you're triggering my migraine. Stop uh. doing that. <laughs> Please. You know what? If you do get migraines, so I had to basically – go with her to the uh, piercing place because she just wouldn't go. Otherwise she was so afraid thought it was going to hurt like crazy. And I'm like, I've read about it. I've, I've got two friends in that I've used to work with who have now gotten it. it and it, it's supposed to solve migraines. And finally one day she was like, all right, if you go with me, I'll go and get it done because she was missing so much work. Right. And she got the piercing right there on that little ridge, you know, the, the inner, the inner ridge on the mm-hmm. ear. And 
Not one migraine since wow. she got Seriously? it. Seriously? That's great. Yeah. Now, we'll see what happens as we're hitting into the real pressure change season. That's when migraines really start that's, happening. That's when they get. So, but I mean, she didn't get them this week, and we went from very high pressure to very low pressure, and now we, we're back we up to did. high pressure. My, my knees killed me <clears throat> for the first time in a while. You and that John, kind of what you happened? John Daly. <laughs> right? You hear about that? I think I did because no. he's using the card. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he got to use a card again in a professional tournament? Yeah, he, he got the exemption to use the card. Yeah. I think it's – I mean, I I do get it, though, because, man, if I walk 18 holes, those last five holes, I'm not swinging the same as I am. Well, the, the problem the with me is anymore, I, I don't have any feelings in my knees. You could literally sit here, pinch me, crack me with a hammer. I wouldn't feel the shit. But that's why I don't get pain I, much when it, the pressure changes. I, I, I don't think the, the concern is whether or not he's actually hurt. I think the concern is that he's not fatiguing himself by walking the course. Well, that's yeah. the whole concern with the, the car. Was, yeah, was, absolutely. Like, uh, yeah. Paul Casey's Casey advantage. Casey's yeah, Paul Casey. Yeah. Huge advantage, I would think, man. Yeah, I can't me, walk 18 hole. I can't walk. You know hole. what? It's part of the game. If you can't right. walk, then you shouldn't be out there. Right. You know, and I, I think you're giving him an, an unfair advantage just because he has some arthritis and you know, and he hasn't taken. Well, it'd be like playing. Taken, be like taking care of himself. Would be like I, playing I, lacrosse I on a unicycle. You know, I, I mean, you're going to have an advantage <laughs> on yeah. people. Yeah, I and, mean. Look at him. He needs to take better care of himself. And now, you know, you know, and now, somebody to dress him a little. Of course, mean, he's got for, a really cute wife. I mean, his wife is hot, or that was fiance or whatever. For yeah. for us though, I yeah, could see the the cart being a detriment and a detriment to our game. But that would be because you know all the pot smoking, all the drinking, all the opioids, you know, all that stuff would uh, would kind of impair, would impair our game uh, compared to uh, to otherwise. So, um, how old is Daly? Fifty-three, I want to say. Huh. Did he ever win a major? Yeah, two. He did win two. Okay. Yeah. Which ones? Do you remember? Uh, the PGA, because that's why he's playing. This is he's he wants to play because he has an exemption, yeah. right? This year in the PGA. Cause what's he, the what's the exemption? He's won it before, so yeah. you have a lifetime exemption. Uh, champion. If you so if you ever won the PGA championship, you can, you can play, play any, any future one. Any of them. Yeah. Oh. Ever. Until you die. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Awesome. So we are that's, getting. That's why you got Bernard Longer playing in the Masters at sixty. Exactly. Sixty six, sixty five. Mm-hmm. Why not just do it for the pageantry, right? Yeah. I'd be there. Well, wouldn't you? Sure. Masters. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Be like, oh, I got knocked out in the second round. Okay. I'll yeah. just sit and watch everything from the clubhouse. He may, he's make. He makes the cut most of the time. He does. He's a good well, player. I would assume if he won the Masters, he's got to have some talent. Yeah. So. But he's. I mean, he's in the sixties. You know. <laughs> Well, just as yeah. long as you hit it straight and in the middle, right? You can still at least. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to crush it, right, to make the cut a lot of times. You just have to kind of tread water, right? So, um, I mean, I guess it depends on the that, the field that year, of yeah. course. So, um, so JP, you want to reread the uh, trivia question there? Sure do. So, okay. tell you what, I'm going to grab something to to drink, so you guys discuss your answers. Okay. Okay. So, Trailblazers beat the Nuggets one forty to one thirty seven in four overtimes. This year, and it's the longest NBA playoff game ever. What is the longest game in NBA regular season? This is a tough one because I've been trying to think about. When you say, okay, what are you asking? Is it how many overtimes or, like, how long? How many, how many overtimes? overtimes? Okay, so okay. how many overtimes in an NBA regular season game? Well, I'm I'm, like – 95% sure I've seen a six overtime game. I believe you're right. So I'm thinking it's probably going to be at least that, if not even crazy, like maybe eight. 
So if I had to guess, I'm going to go with eight. You're going to go with eight. I'm going to go with six because I think you, in the regular season, it could get fairly sloppy yeah. in overtime. Six, is, you might be right, but I'm, I'm just going to go We're going to go, go between six and eight, and if I have to go with a team, oh, man, I'd have to say it's going to have to be like – I'll go Detroit and – That's a good choice. Maybe the Jazz? Philadelphia. I'm trying to think of two bad teams that would go to six overtime. <laughs> so I'm going to give you one hint, and I'll be back in a second. Um, the year was 1951. Isn't it New York-Boston there? That, that was the NBA in 1951? 51. That's not Wilt's 100-point game, is it? Um, could be. It might be. Yeah. I mean, that 100-point game was ridiculous. So, 51, that would be the Minnesota, like the Minneapolis Lakers, right? Yeah, that could be. That could definitely be one of them. Yep. Well, that's old school. That is old school. Hmm. And yeah. I bet you they didn't score. The, the total points scored was like 110 to 109. Oh, really? <laughs> Probably, if you think about how they played basketball back then. Oh, yeah. Like they tried to yeah. stall the game. Yeah, they, they, there wasn't there was a shot, no clock. shot clock. No shot right, clock, no three-point right. shot. Right. Yeah. Boy, man. That's a tough question. <laughs> that is a tough question. So they pro- I'm guessing, yeah, it's got to be between six and eight, I think. I'd say, yeah, we're going to go with the over-under there, Unless six there's one just crazy game that sticks out. but So it is six overtimes. Okay. Huh. Um, I didn't actually. I've never heard of either of these teams. Okay. So that's that's why it's how old it was, right? So it was a score of seventy-five to seventy-three in six overtimes. Wow. Right? I said it had to be probably not that. So obviously, score. before there was a shot clock, yeah. right? The Indianapolis Olympians <laughs> beat the Rochester Royals. Okay. Wow. That yeah, was that's... the NBA. Hmm. Yeah, that's what it that, said. That, that, that's way. They talked about how that was there. the longest playoff game in history, and and, and I, I just actually just came across it was like on a on a, either Bleacher Report or something like that. They just said, no, you know, that was the longest regular, regular season game. Right, right. I'm sorry, they were saying that yeah. was the longest. Well, no, the the Nuggets game was the longest postseason game. Right, oh, and they that, said, okay, sur- so what do you think the longest not, game is? There was that's two sur- other ones, right? That surpassed uh, New York and Boston that played four overtime. But there's on the yeah. There was two other games that went to four overtimes in the past, right? Or was it just one other game? Ooh, I, can't I thought I had heard somewhere that it was two. I can't remember what this, they said. The, the Denver-Portland game was the third time it had happened. Really? I okay. thought I thought I had heard that somewhere. I know it happened at least once before. Yeah, once for sure. I right? mean, I'm just going straight on memory, which I don't want to put that up against a whole lot if it's not yeah. Star Wars. So, <laughs> um, But it, it had said the it was long, Star that, Wars. They uh, said it was the longest NBA playoff game, but it could be as the tide, you know, and they just didn't right. mention the other games, and, yeah. you know, because technically, it, it, even if you're tied for the longest ever, you're still the longest, right? So mm-hmm. maybe that's what they were thinking. I don't know. So anyway, just uh, was a fun question. You guys had a good little discussion there. Yeah. And uh, I, like I said, I didn't even know either one of those teams existed, especially the Olympians, you know, with an interesting, <laughs> uh, you know, you wonder, like, are they talking like Olympians, like people who, you know, play in the Olympics? Or are they saying Olympians like the gods of Olympus? You know, I don't know which yeah. one they're even refer- referring to. So. Mm. But there was in Indianapolis, so who knows? Um, was there anything else you wanted to say about uh, NBA before we move on? Uh, you know, I, I really want to see how this Laker thing plays out. It's going to be interesting to see, especially this week, because they have to get a coach in there soon. And, yeah. and, and how long has it been since in, since L.A. Lakers was not a 
coveted coaching position. Exactly. Yeah. You know, boy, they've got a lot of work to do there. In LA. They, they really do. I think they're Lonzo. It's in everybody's best interest to trade LeBron. I think it is too personally. Yeah, I think you know the problem is if you're bringing a guy like LeBron in, you're bringing him in to pair with your best players that you have. But in order to get a LeBron, you're going to have to give up the best players that you have. So right. that's going to present a, a major challenge from a trade standpoint. Nobody's going to get value. The only thing I, I bring can in LeBron see, in. Right. Um, the only thing I, I can see is Kyrie Irving biting down on the <laughs> big, big the, biting the bullet and saying, okay, LeBron, I'll come back and play with you. I could see that happening. Could you see a trade a to Boston? What's that? Could you see a trade to Boston? That's, I can't. I don't LeBron know who they would trade. I don't think LeBron is willing to leave L.A. Yeah. I think he's like, he's there to get his media empire going. That's really what he's there for. But I, I, yeah. I don't know. So would I, he go to the Clippers? Yes. I think he would. I don't think the Clippers could. I don't think. Uh, I don't think he'd go to the Clippers. I still think, and I, I may be crazy, I think that Kevin Durant will be a Laker next year. I, I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's got his titles. I think he doesn't want to be uh, in the shadow anymore. I mean, he's not really in a shadow, KD but he's not. KD and LeBron together, know. huh? Yeah. I, I, I think KD would be interested to see what would happen if they were together. I, I think you're going to see KD and Kawhi wind up as a Clipper, and the West is done if that happens. With our, wow, with, that'd be awesome. With what the Clippers already have on that team. Yeah. The West I don't even done. really know who the Clippers have. And that's the thing. They have a lot of good yeah. young players. It's just a good team. Yes, it's yeah. a good overall team, and they got um, uh, 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 Jerry West as their uh, chairman. Oh, do they? And yeah. Jerry West is famous because... Uh, well, he's one, Jerry West. Well, number yes, two, but... <laughs> he's he's the architect of all the uh, the Lakers' success. Isn't he also the architect the, of the, State. the silhouette of the NBA? Yes. So that's that's a pretty good Jerry West bra- braggart yeah. right Jer- there. Jerry West was in Golden State to put that together. Jerry West was getting now with the Clippers, and you know a lot of people said the Lakers Jeannie Buss needs to be calling Jerry West and say, "Get your ass over here." Yeah. <laughs> but how cool is it to be able to say, to "Look at the point of the NBA symbol," and say, "Yeah, that's, that's actually West. me." Yeah. <laughs> you know that is cool. That's, I mean, that's pretty fun, man. I mean, and so he was a point guard, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah. And then, because he's one of those players that like I hear about, but I don't ever see footage of, because I think it was just a little bit too long ago to get. Yeah, really it's good pretty long ago, coverage. yeah. Because he's got to be. Actually, you think he'd be pretty old by now, but oh, I think he's at least eighty. I'd is uh, yeah. is Phil still uh, with the with the Knicks? Uh, whatever did happen to Phil? Because I don't hear anything about him anymore. I know the Knicks have tons yeah. of cap space, or they can bring in anyone they want. That's his rookie card. Look right at old there. Jerry. He looks like a military yep, man. That's Jerry West's rookie there. Yeah, <laughs> Look at that flat top. Boy, the Knicks have back in the day when flat tops were all the thing, all the rage. Hey, I used to have a flat top in '93. Here, I had a flat top in second and third grade. Yep, and a yep. mohawk. I never got around to doing the mullet though, man. The, the business <laughs> in the front, the party in the yeah. back. You know. Yeah, but, uh, seeing those pictures of you with long hair was kind of a shocker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's long you had some hair. long hair, man. I know. Funny. How did? How long did it take to wash that stuff? Oh God, normal. Really? Yeah. Didn't it bother you? Like long hair would bother me sometimes. Like crazy. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Oh, like Especially playing sleeping. sports. Yeah. Oh, I had to tie it too. back. Yeah. Let, let me just show you what bothers me. This bothers me right now. <laughs> this is long for me. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm considering Because that, once look. it's passed beyond this perimeter, you'll no longer be John. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Who will you be? Once look. we go to Me. this perimeter and you lose this perimeter, that's a, that's a uh, Seinfeld line. Yeah, become a Costanza. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, but, uh, you know, one, one, we know you're bald. We know it's you. <laughs> I don't want to rock the ring of fire, you know. Uh-oh. Like, oh, the, ring, oh the monk? Yeah, the monk. Did I ever tell you? So I had two friends, my buddy Brian and my buddy Blaine, and we were all in Cub Scouts together. And their dads were all, you know, their dads were very nice guys who, you know, were really involved in everything. Yeah. And so they were our den masters or cub masters, whatever you call it when you're in, we were Cub Scouts, right? It wasn't Boy Scout. Um, yeah, Cub Scouts. Yeah, when you're in like grade school and middle yeah. school and everything. And uh, I'll just never forget, I actually went home and asked my mom. And I said, Mom, why do you think their dads cut their hair like that? And my mom went, what? <laughs> I was like, why do they cut that ring around their head? And she, I thought it was like a religious thing. And she said, oh, no, I just don't think they can actually grow any more hair. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. You know, that makes sense. so, you know, learn, lesson learned, you know. Um, so before <laughs> we jump into those questions, JP, did you, did you have any specific notes you wanted to put about what's going on in the NHL playoffs. Cause I haven't paid much attention to that this week, other than the, uh, the abs going down to the, um, you know, the abs kind of got themselves stuck in a situation where it was good to get in the playoffs this year. If they were in the East, they wouldn't have had enough points to get in the playoffs, but they were in the West. So I'd they say did. the abs outdid themselves. Really, And it's, it's, it's a really good building process. What I'm going to tell you about game seven of the, of the San Jose series is San Jose, Showed they have a lot more playoff experience. They came out with their foot Goal on the gas. Tending. Goaltending. They 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 played the boards. They moved the puck. They went up two nothing. Of course, the ads got one goal disallowed, which it, it was it should have really been, it should have been disallowed. It yeah. wasn't a good goal. Um, what was the reason? Uh, do you remember? I forget. I don't. I forget okay. what it was. But it was it was clearly it was clearly not a good goal. Um, I, I was saying at the ten minute point, if they go down three nothing, this game's over. Obviously, they didn't. The Sharks played a better. They already played Vegas in Game Seven. Um, the Sharks played a better game start to finish because they were more playoff proven. The thing the Avs got to take away from that is you have playoff experience now. You have the Hobie Baker Award winner coming from UMass now on the team that got playoff Which experience. Uh, Makar. What does that mean? The Hobie, oh, Hobie uh, your best player in college, uh, uh, college hockey. Hobie Baker is coming to the uh, the average. Yeah, yeah, he's already here. He went straight from um, the national championship game to, to play on one of the lines. Defenseman. Now they drafted him while he was still in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you oh. can do that. Yep, you you can do that. You can draft. And they can a decide player. to jump out anytime. Yeah, as soon as they're done, the same thing with lacrosse. As soon as they're done playing and and so on and so forth, you can jump right out because there's there's kids that'll they'll jump right from the tournament right onto a major league team. And so, what position does he play? Uh, defense. I'm not sure right or left defense, but he's a defenseman. But a real solid defenseman. Can real, he score real. like Borsch? Or, oh, yeah, or? he's already scored a goal. And he scored a goal, uh, I think, in his second playoff game or his first playoff game. But, so the uh, Nuggets are – keep saying the Nuggets. Yeah. So the Avalanche have a good reason to be excited they, for next they year. They do, and they got great playoff experience with this run that they made, even though they came up and a little short. They, they San got Jose has been in – quite a few consecutive playoffs have they not yes yes they're very playoff uh tried and true if you look at the guys with the beards it's because they've been in the playoffs a lot <laughs> so uh, it was just it was it was exciting to think just for a little bit for a town that's been is considered a football town and 
more lately has been kind of considered a bit of a baseball town to have a chance to see both of those teams, basketball and football or basketball and hockey get to the conference finals. Well, and, and would have been awesome. The Pepsi center and, and Kroenke has been, you know, devout or <laughs> it hasn't happened around here in a while. So, but yeah, yeah it, was, it was really good to see. And that was both great. Teams great, are yeah. trending in the right direction. It's great. Sure. Playoff experience Young and strong, all you know, them, so. You know, you can't beat a good, you know, a good playoff run like that if the Broncos can take the next step to maybe make a wild card game. The Rockies are playing better. You know, Denver is a good city to be in right now if you like sports. Yeah, I mean that's it. Not to mention that we've got a good soccer team and we've got a. I think we got an above average lacrosse team, do we not? So. Yeah, we we definitely do. Got all the different all. I mean, whatever sport you like, you know, it's all here. You yeah, know, you can you can get every sport. You get indoor lacrosse, outdoor lacrosse. Mm-hmm. You get major league soccer. You got all the major sports. Not to mention the premier uh, lacrosse league that Paul Rabel and the guys are running now. It's going to be here on Dick Sporting Goods Park. I think July twenty seventh, July twenty eighth. So that's uh, the interesting um, other stuff that's going on. So you got a little bit of everything around here, um, and not to mention why you can't to we get every, why can't we get a full Colorado sports station that you can pay. $50 a year, and you get to watch Rockies, you know, maybe not Broncos because they're going to always be on TV. But Let's start one. So, yeah, yeah. somebody yeah, has to come up great? with capital to start one. I mean, basically, in Philly, it's, it's Comcast that runs that, yeah. that whole market. It's, it's the Philly Pass that you can get everything on the Philly Pass. I see that on my Facebook thing right now. Well, it's like only on, only on Comcast as far as – well, maybe probably Dish – or direct TV, like the full, unless you get a full cable offering, you can't get root and that, or altitude. And that's mm-hmm. what sucks mm-hmm. is that's like I get root and altitude on dish. I am right. root. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's like, yeah, I just, it, it's just a bummer because I don't, I'm not, I'm, I have no interest in paying a hundred dollars a month for cable and it's starting to get rough. I mean, I'm paying a hundred for dish. Well, I mean, I just, I don't want to watch TV very much. We just much. shut ours off. I'm just about yeah, to cut yeah. back on mine, I think, for the summertime. I mean, I've, I've got Sling, but that's like – it's teetering on me getting rid of it because I think I've watched it twice in the last two months. You just hardly ever watch it. HBO Netflix Now. Yeah, or... HBO Now, Netflix, and, I've already, yeah. and I'm going to have Prime because I always get out Amazon Prime. So, yeah. And now they move that to a one-day shipping instead of two-day shipping. Yeah. Hell yes, dude. I love freaking Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many nice things about being – just because of the reviews, honestly, more than anything else. Yeah. A lot of pictures. And you can do a lot of reviews, and it's like, sure, you're going to get the disgruntled people who make weird reviews or the people who are paid to do good reviews and whatnot, but you can filter through that. If you, if you, if you read enough of them, you get to know which ones are real, you know? And you can actually, you know, you can catch It's like if the same problem comes up like seven or eight times in a few reviews, you start to, you know, like, okay, is this, is this right, a negative right. I can deal with, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, but, hey, one-day shipping is – is uh, Uh-huh. That's what it's – You know, feel bad for the brick-and-mortar stores, of course, because this is killing them, and oh, I'm yeah. participating <laughs> in that. But you know what? I don't make enough money to go to the brick-and-mortar stores, so. Very you true. Know, you know, I, you know, it's, <laughs> it's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, we're in a society where it's, it's, it's internet-driven, and your mom-and-pops are not mom-and-pops anymore. Right. Yeah. Downsides and upsides, right? Yeah. Upsides is we get to watch every sports game we want to watch. Downside is you don't have your local sports stations anymore. You know? Exactly. So anyway, uh, so NHL. Uh, so this actually says 16. It's only 14 because two of them were stupid. So I got rid of them or not stupid, but not interesting questions. I gotcha. But these are 14 NHL playoff records that will never be broken. And I want to see if you agree that they won't be broken. And if you can, if you can name who, 
who is the current like record okay. holder. Okay. <clears throat> Number one. JP's knowledge. The most consecutive NHL championships. Who and how many? Uh, it's going to be Montreal and between 12 and 16. Consecutive. In a uh, row? In a row. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. In a row. It's you, definitely you Montreal. Team, right? Yeah, it's Montreal. I think I might know. Let's possibly. Go ahead. Go Is ahead. it 11? No, way less. Okay. It's eight. eight. Well, less. Okay. It's got to be. It'll probably six. Five. Five. Okay. Right. So I, I, I'm guessing they probably won a whole bunch in a chunk, but yeah. they just yeah. had a couple of okay. in-between losses. You know, like yeah. not, they didn't, just didn't do a UCLA. So five consecutive championships. Yeah, correct. Wow. Okay. Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> How about the most consecutive finals appearances? Oh, I know this one's Montreal. Yeah. Um, that's a good question. Consecutive appearances might have been where I was thinking 14 to 16. Nope. Be more like what 11. you said before. So let's 10. 10. Okay. So um, most overtime wins in one year, one playoff year. In one playoff year. This also could be Montreal. It is Montreal. Um, I'd go. This, this is, is it this playoffs or a regular season? These are all playoff records. All playoff all, these records. are all playoff records. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd go eight. Wow, that's a Close. lot. Seven. No, it's ten. Damn. Ten. Wow. The they lost before in a four, season in one in one playoff. Wow. Not a series, but the whole playoffs. You know. That's mm-hmm. unbelievable. Ten. That's, that's, yeah. that's that. That you're right. There's that'll there's some never, hockey records that are way that, out there. That'll never and be the broken. Fir, and the loss before that streak started was against Avs star goalie Patrick Patrick Wah. Wah. Yeah. So that's a. Little hometown thing. Mm-hmm. Most consecutive playoff appearances. Just playoff appearances. Just made Just the playoffs. No, not finals or anything like that. This one is going to be an original six team. And the number of years is staggering. I know this for a fact. Toronto never really put that many together. Detroit didn't. The Rangers. Well, they put together some. Boston made an outstanding consecutive year run. I don't remember the number, but it, it, it'd be between Boston and probably Montreal, but I'd say probably Boston for some reason. Huh. It is Boston. Wow. The heat consecutive. I, I know it's a high number. I, I know that it's a high number because I remember someone talking about it. Like 20s? It's probably in the 20s, I'd say. That's, that's a good guess. Make a guess. 26. No, but you're close. Wow. 23. No, you're less close. Okay. <laughs> wow. Make another guess. 2030? 2030? 29. 29. 30? 29. 30, 40, 50? 29 years in a row. 29 years. There's a point Boston was just making playoff after playoff after playoff. And that you got to think of the original wow. 16. Imagine and, that in baseball dude, or football. Remember, there was only six teams in hockey up to a point. So, yeah, all so these got to be the most in, in all four majors, right? Nobody's ever won five in a row. Right? Ooh. In any sport. I don't think they've ever – yeah, I don't think anybody in baseball won five World Series. Has three. anybody ever won four in a row? No, I, I think, think three. The Yankees, the, Yankees, the A's. The Yankees did three, the A's. There's two other teams I think that did it. 
Yeah, I don't know. That's a... Yeah, three in a row is hard. Back-to-back happens, but not yeah, three. Yeah, um, Let's see. Most home wins in one playoff year. I don't know why. Well, I guess this just depends on if you – this seems like an interesting record to me. Like, I guess it just means you won enough games on the road that you didn't have to play at home as much. Mm-hmm. But this number was lower than I thought it would be. Although I don't know if I don't know how many how many rounds there always was or always how many rounds are there? There's four. Yeah, you got to win up uh, four rounds to win a Stanley. Cup. So to win sixteen yeah. total games. Yeah. 16. So out of sixteen total games, this team it, it, won the most at home. It, it basically takes you two months to win a Stanley Cup. Okay, so it's a lot like basketball. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is most home. This wins. one's tricky, but Jersey Devils. Yeah, it is Jersey it Devils. Is? Wow. Any guess on the number? Uh, it's one that had Martin Brodeur. I can tell you that. I'm oh, pretty, I hated pretty, those years. I, I'm pretty it. damn sure of it. He was the reason the Avs didn't go to like three more or win three other titles. Because I, I know my, my 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 reason I know that is because my Flyers faltered to them a bunch in a couple consecutive years <laughs> in the playoffs. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not. I can't even begin to give you a number on that one. Well, so it's it's, it's less than sixteen, right? right? Uh, thirteen. Very close. Mm, Ten. Twelve. Wow. I would have thought it was higher than that. I was yeah. a little surprised. Um, longest playoff winning streak. I'm assuming this is games. It didn't actually. I, I don't remember, but I can't imagine this. What else would what else would, would be other than playoff series? But I don't think that would be this. No, how so. many games in a row they won in right. the playoffs? I think that's what it is. This one, I think, just happened because the Pittsburgh Penguins won the cup, came back the next year. And swept, I think, their first two round opponents. It is the Penguins. It's fourteen games that they right, won in that a row. That makes sense. That makes sense because they they, so they, they probably they, lost a couple to start the yeah wow, they they fourteen they, in a row. That's they lost crazy. one two and, one and two lost one and they, then one they out. They won the cup Pretty and dominant. came back and I think swept the first two opponents is what how they did it. That, that that's just a couple years ago. That's so that would mean no one's ever swept all the way through then, because that would be 16 straight wins, yeah. right? No, so. no one's ever swept through. How about the most consecutive playoff loss game losses? So this is mo- most likely multiple years, mm-hmm. or probably more than a couple. It's probably about the same number. Yeah, it's close. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to say Toronto or New York Rangers. No and no. Okay. Chicago. Oh, okay. 16 consecutive losses. Okay, so that's just that actually I think cuz they got swept down of the playoffs. This one's cool. Most goals by one team in a series. Hmm. Um all right, Nate's going to think of this cuz he's going to think Lemieux and Yager. I'm going to go take you back to the 80s where Messier played with Gretzky in Edmonton. Yes, it is Edmonton in the 80s. Okay. Yager and Lemieux aren't aren't far behind that. I know that for a fact. Does Mario still own that team? Yeah. No shit. That's mm-hmm. long. Cool. But people forget about Messier playing with Gretzky because it was Messier, Gretzky. Well, he was of, and, you think of him as an uh, Islander, right? Uh, Ranger. Ranger. Messier oh, went Ranger. to the Rangers. Yeah, Ranger. it, was, it was Messier, Gretzky, and wasn't it Luke Robitaille that was there? Those, there was mm-hmm. all those years in the middle of the 80s that they scored. They rewrote the history books in, in goal scoring. They, nice. re- they really did. An exciting team to watch. Yeah. I mean, it is. Oh, yeah. Gretzky was ridiculous. He yeah. would score a hundred goals in a season. Yeah, or it, close. It, I mean, it, not... it, they what they did the the, the 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 hockey record books in that span in the eighties was absolutely. What was insane. his record? Wasn't it like ninety eight or ninety five or something it's, like that? It's, it's I think more than a goal a game. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's way up there. 
That's yeah. why it was to watch the some when you watch if you can get on YouTube old highlights of Gretzky and Messier playing yeah. together in Edmonton and watch them. Nobody. How come they didn't stay together? I just don't think Edmonton could. could you don't even them. see guys no. score sixty in a season anymore. No, do you? you don't. I mean, I know yeah. L A. LA made that push to have Gretzky in L A. because they wanted an L A. Dang, that's incredible. I mean, yeah, and they won one title with him, right? Uh, I'm pretty damn sure they. Is did. Is it really that big a difference? I, he, think, uh, I think it is. If you got it up. So it is, in your opinion, Gretzky is, is he unmatched in terms of greatest player ever? Oh God, yeah, by far. Okay. I, I, I <laughs> hands down, it would be Gretzky. Second would be Lemieux. Okay. And, and you know, you have to go generational where you have, you know, Bobby Hull, right? How good is Iserman? Iserman's always been a, he? he was a really, really good player mm-hmm. on a really, really good team. Gotcha. That's gotcha. one of the things you have to look at Iserman about. I just, I just have some, but he was still, I just he have some was, friends that are on any other fame. team, he'd be like the hugest, biggest superstar there was. He had a lot of talent there. 92 cool. goals, 92 goals. That's was the was. record yeah. in 80, 81, 81. 82 season. Mm-hmm. And what's the closest to that? Does it say? It's probably Lemieux with maybe <laughs> Mitch Gretzky 60, again. Sixty-six. <laughs> I mean, it's Gretzky at ninety-three or, or ninety-one, ninety and eighty. <laughs> uh, so, any idea on the number of uh, goals, JP, uh, for the well, Edmonton Oilers, which, the most ever in one series by one, one team? In one series. One series by the, just that one team, and it's the Edmund, it's the eighty-five, you know, oil Oh, eighty-five. Okay. So Lemieux had eighty-five. Okay, I was gonna Woo. say Lemieux was up there too. So it was ninety-two. Jeez. Gretzky had ninety-two Two. and eighty-seven. Yep. Wow. And then Lemieux had eighty-five. And, and who's then, after him? Uh, Tamu Solani at oh, seventy-six. Yeah. That's a he was a great player. That name sounds familiar, but I don't know who he played for. He ended up playing for the Ducks. They're not in order, oh. so I'm looking through. Oh, Real, here this we was go. more recent. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, goals in one series. Is that what the G would be? I'd say they goals. Yeah. I'd Phil Esposito had 76 <laughs> one season. That's, that's back in 70, late 70s. Uh, these are all 50 goal score games, so it's kind of have to go through the list a little bit. Um, hmm. Anyway, yeah, Gretzky, 92. 92. That's incredible. <laughs> all right, so let's say they swept the series. He also had a 71 games. and 87. Well, maybe it's more that they played in seven games, so there was more goals to be able to score. 73. Yari Curry had a 71 season. Perry was a good player. Yeah, Mario Lemieux had 70 a couple times. So, yeah, there's some crazy numbers out it's impressive. there. Impressive 70s, yeah. I mean, 80s, 90s. There were some. Brett Hole had Brett Hull. 72. Yeah. Um, and an 86. Brett Hole had an 86 one year. Mm-hmm. Wow. He was good, man. He was a real good player. Yeah. So, okay. Didn't he play into like his 50s, too? Like in a... He was pretty old. Um, okay, so most goals in a series, I'm going to go with the, just the round number of 24. Much higher. Much higher, wow. I'm going to guess. Mm. One team in a series. One team in a series. I would say 40. Much closer. 44. 40, wow, that's a lot of goals. In one series. That, like I said, if you can find that team on, on YouTube, which you can. I might have to. 85, you, 85 the those, and Oilers. The way those those guys scored goals. That's more than just six re- goals a game. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. crazy. On just played, that one team. If you played seven games. Yeah. Right? Unless you played I mean, four. Yeah. You scored 11 goals a game. Yeah. I, that, that team was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, the, I remember because that was the heyday. Of me. I was uh, 10 years old with me watching hockey. I'd sneak out to watch the Flyers on the West Coast. So this on one will impress. This would impress the hell out of me if you could get this one. 
the fewest goals by one team in a seven-game series. I believe in a seven-game series, it would have won seven games. Well, that's what the question says. Okay. So I'm assuming. I would say one. <laughs> in seven games? Yeah. How would you go to seven yeah, games and only score one goal? Yeah, you can't oh, I thought games. you meant that's why in I a seven-game <laughs> series. Right. So what if they swept? Then that wouldn't be a seven-game series. Well, they're all seven-game series, though. He, no, it went all seven uh, games. Yeah, that's why, oh. that, that was, that's why I asked the first question. I'm like, was this a sweep, or did it actually go seven? Well, I, I, well the question just says fewest goals by one team in a seven-game series. So I, mean, I just assumed that this means well, you could, all could you seven see games. How you could read you it could, the other that, way. Well, I'll yeah. say it this way. It's, 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 no, it's not near zero. Okay. I was going to say, it could be three, because you could go score, win three games at one nothing. Right. So it's eight. Okay. By the Vancouver Canucks. I don't wow. have the year. Uh, that's going to be... Probably in the 90s or 2000s. Yeah, I was going to say, huh? it's going to be in the ni- late 90s against probably the Rangers. Or the Avs. <laughs> or the Avs, yeah. But not that bad. For, I mean, that means at least you scored at least like a goal a game pretty much. Yeah, More it could have been actually. Patrick Waugh's days. You yeah, know? very well could have oh, He was a Canuck? No, but he was an Avalanche. Yeah. yeah. Late 90s. Oh, saying that they played against they the Avalanche. They played against them. It's highly yeah. possible. Yeah. That sounds like a late 90s record yeah Patrick Watt that's one goal scoring that guy did not give up way a lot that's one down. way down because that was, that was when goal tending that's when like, they that's yeah. like when butterfly style was born right yeah and the then, butterfly goaltenders came and they had to kind of let your stand up goaltenders uh the most goals by one team in a single playoff game that's going to be Edmonton it is uh this one's 1987 87 most basically the most goals in one game. I could see yeah, him scoring ten to twelve goals. Very close, thirteen. Okay, nineteen eighty-seven goals in yeah. a game. I'm gonna have to watch that wow. game. Nineteen eighty-seven Oilers. Everybody out there in, in Radio Land. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's, about, that's not far fetched for the, those guys. The most combined goals <laughs> by two teams in a playoff game. That had to be that game. It's not. No, it's a different year. Oh, a different it does year. include the Oilers, though. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say Edmonton's in this one. And I'm going to go with probably 16 combined goals. 16 goals. Very close. 18. Okay. Wow. Okay. I was 19, going to say a 9-7 Who was score, the other maybe. team? 1982, the Kings and the Oilers. Kings and Oilers. I was going to say a combined score 9-7 is what I wanted to say. Man, that's a lot of goals. What was the shortest overtime game? And this means how many seconds, minutes, hours, in? well, I guess only minutes and seconds, into overtimes. I remember a nine-second overtime game for some reason. I think seven. It's nine. Nine. I hit nine. Canadians and the Flames, nineteen eighty-six. Oh wow! I was thinking. I was thinking somewhere in the year two thousand two. Second game. I was thinking a lot. Nine basically one pass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I remember an Avs playoff game or playoff or regular season game. I remember an Avs doing one that like was just into overtime, but yeah. that happens a lot. It's I remember one in, I, I swear I remember one in, in, in the early 2000s that went nine. That's when I got the nine <laughs> seconds round. All right, last question. Longest overtime game in number of minutes and seconds. I really want to say this is the, the Flyers-Penguins playoff game where Keith Primo scored about 2 a.m. or 1 a.m. Are they five-minute overtime? No, they're 20s. They're full 20s. Full periods, huh? Yeah, oh, and that, that oh. one went at least three overtimes, I thought. Okay, so, so that's, that's an 60 hour. more minutes on top of 60 minutes playing a Yeah, just how many overtime minutes, basically. Just, oh, it's just overtime minutes. Right. So that one wouldn't be that. Oh, boy. This, that's a hard one. 
I'm going to go with 113 minutes. Well, you're no, you're pretty close. That was just a, it's 116 minutes and 30 seconds. Wow, that, is and it's, close. that was gonna, the Red Wings and the Maroons. I was going to say it's probably back in the 1936. 36. That was wow. our oldest record, I think. Uh, yeah. So I was going to say something had to be back there. So very long cool. Way. Good research. Maybe had some. You had they, some good. You're pretty good, JP. You did yeah, well. You well, did. You, when you break <laughs> it you down, teams. Yeah, when you break it down into some of these things, the, the Canadians are far and beyond. Of, just some of the stuff. Well, and the and Canadians then, and the Oilers and the have Oilers. so many records. They, they do, and that's that's one of the things when I look at the quiet, I'm like, this would be fun to see how close I can get. I'm like, I pretty much know the team, but I'm not sure I can get a number. Right. The year, I mean, getting the actual, you know, spot yeah. on. But you guys did pretty well. So, uh, but yeah, I thought that was funny. I was just, I, I stumbled on that article and yeah, I was like, good. dude, these are great questions. Those are. And, you know, yeah. the, the funny thing with Boston and their consecutive playoff appearances, they don't have the cups to show for it. Oh, that's that's, that's one of the facts. Forget how many cups 29, have, 29 playoffs and zero they, titles. They, they, they just, they, they, just they should have a lot more cups than they do, and they just don't. So let me ask you that. So this is a good, great question. So whichever your favorite sport is, football, baseball, hockey, whatever it is, you can either have your team in the finals five out of ten years mm-hmm. with no wins or make it to one final in 20 years but win it. What would you prefer? I like the championship. I like the ring. <laughs> See, I'm actually the opposite. I'd rather just get to have my team in it all the time. Hmm. I mean, yeah, it gets frustrating if you never win yeah. it, but, you know. You kind of get known as the habitual loser. <laughs> but I can just tell you, from the last two years of getting to watch the Dodgers in the World sure, Series yeah. has been so much fun because yeah. I just haven't it you. just hasn't been in the World Series in so long. You know, yeah. you know it's just, you know, it's just fun, you know, mm-hmm. even yeah. if they didn't win, which – it was, at least it was a fun series against Houston. That Boston series sucked. Oh, yeah. But the good news is this year, because sales conference t- date was changed, we won't. We ha- I won't have to go to a sales conference during the World Series like I did last year. Which, dude, three of the or two of the two of the two, the first two games I was there at meetings and dinners and things, and I couldn't watch. And I'm just oh, sitting there going, man. "Are you kidding me?" And of course, it's on the East Coast. So even though when I did get to watch them, because you know the game started so late, you're like. So I got to stay up till one thirty-five to see this, and then be up at six for meetings. You know, well, that's one thing. Anyway, people don't first really, world problems. I'm they, sorry. They, they, they don't. They don't realize the the struggles on the East Coast of staying up. The well, I mean, when I was back there for Nick's funeral, the dad's funeral, um, when he passed, it, it was during right as football season started, the NFL. And staying awake for a Monday night game at 8.30 was really tough. That was the one thing I also noticed when I went to another you – know, almost I swear every business meeting I go to is on the East Coast. It's either Florida yeah. or, or Georgia or New Jersey. And, yeah, dude, it's, it's crazy. When you get home from dinner to your hotel room mm-hmm. and you, like, kick off your shoes and sit on the bed and you're like, oh, I'll catch you in the Monday night football. And it's like, oh, it's 13 minutes in the first quarter. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you're like, wow. I got a whole game to go yeah, exactly. here. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's painful. It's, it it's, painful. It's very difficult. It makes you it makes you understand though why the work days in New York don't start till nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, because, exactly. You know, but then again, that made it nice out of here because then you can get up at seven o'clock and start working on the East Coast time, and then you're done at three thirty, which I love. Exactly. So. I always told. I said, when that bell rings in New York, I'm done with work. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Dude, that brings up a whole other question with nothing to do with sports, but how in the world did the Dow Jones go up? After the I trading saw. tariff announcements, and it was it was down over 300 points at about 11 a.m. That's and the thing ended up, or at least the last I, time I, I saw it, it I was saw, up 100. I saw, I, I saw that on Facebook from your post. 
that scares the, da- the daylights out of me because that makes me think that they're artificially inflating things to keep numbers high, which is what they were doing in 2007. So that before the 2008 crash happened. So I, I fingers crossed it it's not that. But <laughs> I wouldn't put it past anybody. <laughs> no, why would you, right? I mean, past a bank and a rating agency? I mean, come on, they wouldn't care. And then you also think about the fact that like, uh, well, I mean, the yield curve is in, is is inverted now. So it's like, Dude, this could be scary. I just hope that my new company is rolling before this happens. <laughs> anyway, uh, baseball. Two. They were these are records, and I don't know if they're good or I don't know if it's necessarily a bad record, but it's a weird record. Joey Gallo, who you've got on your fantasy baseball team, having a great year. His batting eye has improved by at least forty-five percent. Uh, watching, you know, not swinging at, at, out for, strikes for the average sports fan. Say Joey Gallo is. Joey Gallo was the first baseman for the Texas Rangers, and he hit his 100th home run the other day, but career home run, before he's hitting his 100th career single. Yeah, this guy is an all or nothing. And that's he's exactly like a Vlad, He's like a didn't Vlad he? Guerrero where he just is up there swinging for the fences every time, you know? Didn't he have, like, one of the years you had him, didn't he have, like, a 36 home run but batted, like, 196 or something? Which, I mean, you can see why you leave him in, right? You're like, well, dude, if he hits a home run, yeah, yeah. we probably have two guys on base. Now we've got three runs. It's worth all of a strikeout. So you where, know? where is he in the batting order? Do we know? Well, well now he's, he's third, third, I think. Yeah, I think he is third. But he he's batting like 270 or 280. 280, I think, even. Yeah, his batting eye is yeah. – he used to be a strikeout machine, and he's not oh, doing Yeah, like I 200, <laughs> 200, 200 plus a season, yeah. But, but I uh, kind of figured this might be a breakout year for him, and yeah, no, looking great. He was a big, yeah. he was a big sleeper pick, I think, or a lot of bra- a big breakout pick mm-hmm. because it was like he last, you know, you can kind of see at the end of the year he was starting to get a little more. Um, I drafted him discerning. to be my starting first baseman, and I've actually been playing him in the outfield because Pete oh. Alonso has been doing so well. So nice, give yeah. you some options. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, speaking of Vlad Guerrero, boy, is he? Not, I mean, he'll be fine. Yeah. It's just. People who had drafted him thinking he was going to be a, a big player. It's like he could still he could still be yeah. one. But boy, he's batting like one twelve or something yeah. to, for his first like forty five games, forty five get bats. The jitters, you yeah, know. He's sure, gotta, he's got to make the adjustment. It's yeah. not the easiest thing. No, and he'll be fine. I mean, yeah, you usually get nerves, or he doesn't have a very good team around him. Not you to know? mention, he's got a lot of people looking at him. Yeah, a lot, a lot of pressure. pressure. He's got yeah. a lot of pressure. But uh, it's just kind of funny because I saw they had some. There was a great article I was reading about fantasy guys who are not, you know, performing very well. And if you mm-hmm. cut cut bait time, and uh, these guys would just text or, or tweet in their, you know, the players they were asking about. And uh, it's just kind of crazy when you look at the players. And uh, um, oh, I completely lost my train of thought. I don't know what it was. Darn it! Maybe they were come texting back. in. Yeah, people were texting in about what strikeouts? No, the guys that should you cut bait? Should you cut, cut them loose? Oh, like oh. one of them was like one of them was Corey Seager. Uh huh. Like you know, oh, I know what it was. This one guy said I drafted Jose Ramirez to be my third baseman, and I or my second baseman, and I drafted Vlad to be my third baseman, and he's like, my team is pretty much done <laughs> because Jose, while he had a he actually had a good week, he had a couple of good weeks in there. He had like thirty point weeks. But I think people are were thinking he's going to be a superstar, and he's had some weeks where he's like scoring single digits. So, anyway, that's that's what it was about. Uh, but Corey, Corey Seager was on that list, and they said uh, he said he thinks the injuries are not healed yet, and that's like shoot, I don't want to hear that because yeah. that makes sense. You it know, does, he's, he's not good. playing well. He's, he's batting two thirty with three homers, I think. Yeah, so. he has yeah not done well. I hate the thought of I have to I'm out at the bench him, but uh, I got Didi Gregorius coming back in like two weeks, so see what happens there. 
Uh, the other record, uh, so Mike Fierce threw, or Fires, whatever his name is, uh, he threw Fires. his second career no-hitter for the Oakland Athletics, had a couple of amazing uh, defensive plays. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah, very amazing defensive plays. Mm-hmm. Saving that baby. Um, and it was the 300th in Major League history. Yep. Would have thought there was more, to be honest. Oh, uh-huh. I mean, how many years of baseball? 130 years? 140 years? 50, probably. Yeah. So, uh, um, it was a 98 minute uh, delay to start the game because the lights went out. Mm-hmm. So that's. Is that you know, in Oakland? Uh, yeah. yeah. Boy, that field's a piece of shit. Yeah, oh, so <laughs> old, man. That Oakland State That might be the worst stadium, stadium. Oh, yeah. in major league sports. They've been trying to secure funding for a new stadium forever. Yeah, I think but Oakland just doesn't have the money. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought, that's why aren't they doing something like maybe just making some upgrades to it or something? I thought maybe. I heard something. I, I'm not sure but that but that's why I mean Oracle's right behind the home plate there. They're move Golden State's moving to San Francisco next year. Right. Right. That place looks beautiful. I've seen construction photos. Yeah. Poor so it's, my brother-in-law had it made cuz his house was like I want to say a five minute drive to the ferry that would go across the water to the Oracle arena. Like it was like, cause they were in Alameda, mm-hmm. like literally just hop on there straight to the game. Don't have to worry about drinking and driving, nothing. Just, you know, I think you could walk to where the ferry took from. So now how come they get to be called the Oracle? Is that a company? Oracle, Oracle. is a company. Okay. Yeah. In fact, they're out here, aren't they? I think, yeah, I think or- Oracle's out here. Yeah. I, I, yeah Computer company or yeah, something. Like Cisco. Okay. Right down, they're right down by where I live. Oh, they're down there. Okay. Yeah, they're right, literally right there. I'm a but I think that's their base or their home office, or yeah. home headquarters. And or Oracle sponsored the U.S. yacht or well, the, what yachting team or yeah. oh, uh, uh, America's Davis Cup, Cup? America's Cup, oh, yeah, Davis America's Cup, Cup? America's Cup, whatever the thing is. Davis yeah, the... Cup's tennis. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Where's it? Who? Where's that at? Davis Cup. Yeah. It oh, it's not one. It's not at one place. No. It's kind of like the Ryder Cup. Because Wimbledon's always at that one place. What's the clay one? The French Open, right? Yeah. Davis Cup is like different countries. So they play, you know, like Serbia will play Spain in, you know, Africa. And then U.S. will play China in Japan. You know, it's like all over. Is it kind of like the Ryder Cup? Is it the same way? Kind of, but it's a little different because they don't all play at the same time. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like throughout the year. And then they kind of eliminate, eliminate, and it gets smaller and smaller. Oh, and then cool. at the very end, there's two teams that are left. Right. And oh. they play for the championship. Right. That right. sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, you guys ever played tennis on a clay court? Yeah. How different is it? No, I haven't played on I've clay. played on both green clay and red clay. Oh, there's green clay? That's actually more common, I think. Red clay, you just see on TV because it's on the French. The stains, clay. yeah. But I think the green clay is actually quite a bit more common. I've, I've played on huh. grass. Have you? What? Yeah. That seems weird. It is. Like that it's hard <laughs> enough to play on. It is a little weird because there's. Is that Wimbledon on grass? Yeah. Clay is weird because you slide, right? When oh, you, right. When you run and, yeah. you know, the, your movement's definitely restricted. That's slower. The ball is slower. Yeah, I would think um, it would take a little, absorb a lot of the yeah, impact. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's, a, it's definitely the ball skids. So, oh, like if, so if you get more spin on it, huh? Yeah, like if you can hit a lot of spin on it, it dramatically increases the spin. Um, so yeah, I've only it's played pretty much concrete. A, so play is a different game, no doubt about it. My only um, thing with the reason I never played tennis a, a lot, I never played tennis a, a bunch because I just can't serve. 
Yeah. Like I can't do an overhand like strong serve. I always hit it too far. Oh. And so I would have to do like soft serves and you just get crushed whenever when your serves are coming in soft, it, you just get owned. Sure. <laughs> Cuz person just sends it screaming down the line. You're like, "Okay, that was fun." Um going back to the no-hitter for Fears, uh he entered the game with a 6.81 ERA. That's mind-boggling that he threw that no-hitter. Yeah, when, when, you're, when, you're all, when you're not on, you oh, know. Yeah. So just, it's early, so you could just have one bad game. No-hitters are, are crazy because I've seen somewhere the guy just didn't even pitch all that great, but he's, right. it just, was just, just like pitch to contact, you know, and like everything that people hit was right to someone. Well, I mean, if you think about the fact that a great hitter hits the ball three and a half out of ten times, mm-hmm. you can just see how all you just need is just happen to have 27 straight at-bats where – they just don't hit the ball that well. You or know? they hit it at somebody. Right. I mean, I've seen a ton of games like this where the guys crush the ball, but it just happens to be right at, at a player. In fact, it's almost a bad thing, right? Because you hit the line drives, but instead of hitting the line drives that's, in the gap, I mean, you hit the line drives to the outfielders. That's the thing with baseball, you know? I mean, guys get in slumps, and it's, it gets in their head because, man, they start hitting yep. the ball hard. And get, and get stressed but it, and like, tense. But it and... goes right to someone. There's nothing more frustrating than smoking a ball. Oh. And then oh. it's just the guy makes and hearing, and hearing that you know? snap as it hits a glove, and you're like, "Damn it, that ball would have just gone for days." Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, yeah, it's just well, it's like Crash Davis said, right? Like the difference between playing in the big leagues and being in the Hall of Fame is one dying quail a week. You know, yeah, one <laughs> ground ball with eyes a week. It That's is. all it is. Yeah, the difference between yeah. infamy and you know, quail. I love that term. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Texas League single, is that what they used to call it? Oh, yeah, Texas Leaguer. Yeah. yeah, I used to hear that. I don't hear that term much anymore. No. Yeah, I wonder, maybe it's not a Texas League anymore. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, so the other five pitchers with two no-hitters. So, I mean. Other four. Or four. So, I mean, Jake Arrieta, active, Max Scherzer, active. Justin we'll Verlander. That. Correct. Yeah, these are still playing. Yep. So those three guys are no, Scherzer, Arrieta, I Verlander. There's no shock. Homer Bailey even has one. Homer Bailey. <laughs> two no hitters. So Mike Fears and 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 Homer Bailey have two no hitters each. Yeah, they're in good company. Stunning, stunning. There's a number of guys that are still active that have one. So yeah, well, there's got to be quite a few, I would think. Uh, uh, a lot, a lot of cans of corn. Six. Again, Homer Bailey popping up. All right, I'll take can yeah. corn. Can of Homer corn. Bailey. Can of corn. Oh, um. Bad news, NFL former Packer GM Ted Thompson announced he has autonomic disorder which causes weakness and cognitive issues i'm just thinking how are we sure that we don't all have autonomic disorder i mean that sounds like me you know it's just old age you know weakness and cognitive issues that just sounds like me so uh cowboys looking to extend contracts for both uh dak and amari what do you think is it worth signing both these guys to long-term deals i know you love dak prescott jp what do you think (laughs) Hey, if Jerry wants to waste his money, go for it <laughs> and not bring somebody else in. I, was, I think it's – I mean, I think – you see with Denver how hard it is to survive without a good quarterback. And Dak may not be a Super Bowl-style quarterback, but he's not going to be dismal. And, no, he's a, he's a physical quarterback. You know, you if know, he has to run with the rock, he's going to run with the rock. To me, he seems very much like Tony Romo. I mean, they're just kind of the same player. They're, oh, by the you way, know, they, Tony, can, they, can, they can win some games and they can lose some games, but Tony they're not – you know. He made the cut. Oh, he did make I, the I, cut? I, I believe he made the oh. cut at the Byron Nelson. 
at the golf. golf. Yeah. Yeah, I think he did. I think he what did. What did he shoot the second day? That's a good question. Yeah, he like, shot you, in the 60s. You guys can look here. I'll, I'll look that up for you guys. Uh, I know he shot a 76 the first day. Yeah. Which he, is not very good. I, I think he came back. So uh, the Seahawks cut Cam Chancellor and Doug Baldwin because they failed their physical. I think Baldwin's probably going to retire. I've that was the whole – uh, yeah, I've been hearing that for a couple weeks now that he was going to retire. I just wonder if the Seahawks are going to be good or not this year. I mean, they've kind of given away a lot. They still competed last year. But but they given they gave away like there's like three guys now that taking off the defense. They're still. They traded away that DN. I can't remember his name. Is it Davis? No. I can't remember who they traded, but I forget who all the all the pass rushers are in the NFL. But they just find guys to play, and I don't know. Russell's good. Pete Carroll's a a good coach. Yeah, they need a receiver. I don't know if they drafted one or not, but. I believe they did. Yeah. I want to say they did win the first round, but yeah. they need. I mean, they also need a line. They need line help, but everybody needs line help. I mean, yeah, how do they? They need to do something in the college game to change how they do yeah. offenses to to fix off to fix offensive linemen because this is like an epidemic at this point. Romo you know? missed the cut, but he did hit an eagle. Oh, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah eagle to get everybody's attention. Yeah, I saw that on the first day. He had a 76 with the he had with a the eagle. Yeah, that's like with Tin Cup, right? I mean, the guy didn't win the tournament, but he had the shot that everyone's going to remember. Yeah. Sometimes it's more important to you know. All right, so guys, be, be epic than to. You guys were talking about Doug Baldwin retired. I, I think I've heard that for a long time now too. Cam Chancellor though, that one's interesting. He's I think it's a money-saving Yeah, move. I think he's getting up there in years, and Seattle's moving one direction, and yep. he's moving yeah. another. My guess is they tried to trade him and couldn't get anything for him, and so they cut him and saved probably that's, cheaper on that. Maybe it's a less of a cap hit to probably. cut him. That's, that's somebody a, will sign yeah, him, and he'll, say, be, and he'll nice, be productive. That'll Broncos, be a nice little pickup for somebody. Nice little pickup coming yeah. up there for someone. I wouldn't, mind, I wouldn't mind if the Broncos did that. He'd be so. a good fit here. He All right. Yeah. I got to say, that's the first time in a while we've actually finished our show with a couple of minutes to spare. Uh, that's almost like we did something wrong there. Didn't have any time. Oh, you, you, we were going to do a collector's corner. Yeah, sure. Do you want to uh, hash that out for a couple minutes? Yeah, and I, you know, I kind of tossed around a couple different things. I didn't really know, you know, what would be interesting to talk about. And so, you know, what's been fun for me over the last few months is kind of what you can classify as unopened material, right? Stuff that uh, wax packs, cello packs, wax packs, or I'm sorry, rack packs. And then rack like, packs yeah, and so wax box. Yes, and wax box. I mean, so there's all different types of um, old ways to buy cards that are still going to be in really good condition, you know? Um, and there's kind of like ups and downs to, to all of them, you know? And I was kind of just going to discuss some of that, you know, like, the old wax packs you've seen before, they come in that wax paper. Um, they're really cool because there's a lot of cards in there. There's, you know, going back to the 60s, there's only like five or six cards in them. But then they increased, you know, as they go along to 12 to 15 or so in the 70s. And then, you know, there's jumbo packs and things like that nowadays, like 32, 64. And you, you can know. actually collect uh, tobacco cards in uh, Red Dead Redemption. Oh, can you really? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. That's cool. Um, so yeah, so you can buy these different wax packs. Well, some of the, the disadvantages of that is a, these things can and have, and will continue to be tampered with. And a lot of people will buy just the wraps on eBay. You know, you can go buy like a 1967, um, you know, wrap 
and then just get some <laughs> common 67 cards and then re-wax the thing together, throw some old gum in there, and make a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> throw some old gum. There's people actually doing that? Oh, Tons sounds like sounds this happens all the time. There's a, there's some stuff online that says over 60% of the stuff on eBay not graded that it's counterfeit. Wow. Yeah. 90 or uh, 90 Six, seconds. Uh, over 60%. 60%. So, you know, that's the other that's a thing. A lot of is, wasted money. So when you're a lot buying of card something, reprints. Yeah, eight, 1980 or before, you really want to make sure you check the source really well. Uh, you know, a graded one isn't foolproof, but that's going to be a safer bet for you. Right. And they're going to be a lot more money, you know, up to 10 times what you might pay for a raw pack, you know. But uh, it's a lot safer, and you're going to get something that's going to be good quality. So the cello packs are great just because you can see the front and the back cards. But though they kind of can take a beating on the corners sometimes, oh. as the rack packs do as well. They hang from like a hook at the grocery store. So smack so, into the wall. Yeah, yeah, but they're larger, so there's a lot more cards. And the center cards, you might have a good shot at uh, getting something good. So, Excellent. Yeah. Well, um, if you want to go to our website at thesportsoffensive.com, we've got some of Nate's uh, unwrapping or wax pack unba- unwrapping videos, uh, wax box breaks on there, and also on our YouTube channel. And uh, you can check out former episodes and learn all about us on thesportsoffensive.com. You can add us as a uh, podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook, like Twitter. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning into the show this week, and we will see you next Saturday. Offensive.